All right. So we are live for the Canadian Gaming Podcast, uh, the third episode. And today we have uh, a guest, uh, Master Welsh. Uh, he's a Master System enthusiast from uh, North America, and he's going to uh, talk with us today. Uh, we have a few uh, topics of conversation. Um, yeah, you're also a Twitch streamer. Um, so uh, welcome to, to the podcast. Welcome to Canadian Gamer. Also here, uh, probably everybody watching already knows him. Uh, also on YouTube. Um, so let me share the screen here real quick. There we go. So uh, there we go. So there we go. That, that is um, your channel. You, you got a quite a quite a nice nice channel already. Uh, there on Twitch, uh, two hundred seventy followers, seventy one. Uh, so you do a lot of um, of uh, master system uh, and Genesis, uh, from what I've what I've seen you do, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not really showing a lot on my uh, regular streaming here. I've been doing a lot of streaming on uh, the Player's Guide in my spare time. Um, I moved oh, yeah. about a year ago, and it just kind of messed up the whole studio setup I had going. But um, yeah, I mean, I got a uh, a big collection of master system mm -hmm. um i just need to get that uh buster douglas boxing for a complete u.s set <laughs> so wow. um that's the last one i need and i got a few of the european releases um nice so yeah and that's that was the system i grew up with that was the first system that uh was in our house mom and dad went and purchased it you know we were shopping with them at target and they just grabbed it on a whim, you know, and uh, we didn't have a game system at that time. And they'd already been out for a couple of years, you know, so yeah. um, it was the beginning of, uh, you know, what uh, put gaming in my life, I guess. It's always been kind of a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice that, that, that you're, yeah, like me, uh, my system enthusiast, you, you, <laughs> you get way more games than I do then because I'm... Um, kind of just starting my collection. I mean, not today, but I didn't start that long ago because all my games from before got sold by my parents. So yeah, but I, I always love that system as well. Uh, and so you also started a, a YouTube channel. I'm your first subscriber. <laughs> I'm proud to, <laughs> to say that. Um, um, yeah, so um, remind me, uh, what are your plans with, with that? Uh, like right now, I figured I would, since I do all my own captures and stuff of the video and, uh, you know, take audio segments from games and put it together in uh, mm -hmm. um, Premiere. I mean, I've been working with video software. I went to school for graphic design and uh, mm -hmm. got a degree in graphic design. And uh, I really got into the video. They didn't teach us much on the video. So I love going in, messing around with video. Um I used to really mess around with it when I was in college, like going out of college. I'm a little catching up on the newer version of Premiere because I use Vegas a lot. Yeah. And with Vegas, you know, the transitions and stuff were easier, I thought, to use because it was all kind of like you could select a, a, a filter or whatever on a, on a click. The Premiere is just as easy. I just haven't dived in to do like the you know 
I want the transitions to look right. I want to build some assets and I want to move forward with my channel and do a little more uh, in-depth ideas I've had about uh, showing off my collection in general, you know, each individual game, yeah. touching up on it. I got some ideas for that and I think it'll be cool and unique. I see certain things that some people do. And the funny part is when you see people showing off catalog collections, you'll see them ripping the same video from somebody else. Yeah. So mine's going to be something different, and uh, I'm pretty pretty excited to do it, but it's going to take a while, and I don't think it's really going to come into play till this fall. So in the meantime, I'm just going to throw my uh, promo videos I make up on for my uh, Player's Guide sessions yeah. up just on my channel just to get some stuff up there to get going. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. Uh, yeah, I was um, also watching you play uh, Dune the other day, I remember, uh, on your stream. That was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll also subscribe to Player's Guide uh, when I when I heard you talk about it there. So I'll be checking that out. And so for every, anybody watching, so the streams to his channel are in the description box down below. I'll also leave a pinned comment. Uh, so definitely check that out. We're gonna continue talking about all that. Uh, and uh, so for you, Canadian gamer, um, uh, congratulations. Uh, you are. I mean, I don't know if we can say congratulations, but you're you're uh, you're getting uh, quite a few subscribers. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you got a couple of videos that really did well. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, really good. Uh, you had time to do a Genesis Mini Two video. I did not have time to do that. Um, yeah. Otherwise, what, what's going on with you? Any, any anything uh, anything good this week? We can't hear you, man. We can We can <laughs> It's like last time. I don't know what this, this always happened to. Last week, it was me on this channel uh, at Bad Internet. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's always one of us having an issue. The, the joys of being yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to leave and come back, we'll be here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I gained quite a few subs, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, too, my Twitter. I like to talk a lot of gaming stuff on Twitter, so um, oh, yeah. definitely get on my Twitter, because that's where my YouTube videos for the promos right now are going to go there first. Yeah. And I show off a lot of like gaming content on yeah. there. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can notice the master system here. Pretty neat. And uh, yeah, the Atari, we're going to talk about that. Player's Guide, there we go. I'll give them a follow as well. And they're on Twitch. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't gone there yet, so let's do that. Well, CG hopefully comes back to us <laughs> at some point. Uh, yes, yeah, so on Players Guide, it's um, I, yeah. So I, I'm new to this channel. It's uh, yeah, it's marathons. I understood correctly, right? Well, right now it's uh, themed uh, streamers. You know, uh, okay. Usually, one person takes a segment for a specific night of the week. Okay. Cover. 
whatever genre they want. There is some interactivity uh, stuff going on with some of them uh, with the attached Discord, like uh, high score challenges and stuff like that. So, uh, And there's more uh, stuff in the works. There was some people that were in the group that decided to branch off and go their own ways and stuff. Just, uh, you know, things like that happen. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, anybody who wants to get in and... Uh, you know, possibly get into Player's Guide and take a stream and put some interactivity into it in some way or another. I mean, just get a hold of Player's Guide uh, on his uh, Discord or DM through Twitch. All right. Awesome. You back here, CG? No, we still can't hear you, dude. <laughs> I don't know what's Dang, going on. What the heck? Nope. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. Is it plugged in? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Oh, it says device is not connected to on the. Can you see that uh, through the, the stream software? Yeah. It was like... just saying that on the on this on this uh, image there, uh, device is not it did mic settings. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Can you, oh. can you hear me now? Yeah. Now we can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we we could can hear you. Can you hear me? In 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 a note, if you've been cut, you have the same uh, on your head, Cody. Yeah, I can hear him briefly. It's brief, like uh, like your mic's not picking everything up. Is there something it's uh, attached to otherwise, or? I don't know. Uh, 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 yeah, no, I just, I just wanted to say it's funny that he met. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, no, what's going on? Maybe uh, if you can hear us, maybe, I don't know, restart your PC. I don't know what's going on. Um, hey, I'm at, at least it's not me this time. Last week was me. This week it's not me. Because <laughs> <So laughs> we have also the the live stream on this uh, channel every Friday. So uh, yeah. Uh, well, let, let's uh, move on a little bit, and you can talk to us about uh, uh, his side later. Um, yeah, um, I wanted to talk about. Um, well, I have the the, the subject here. Um, so we talked about that. Uh, the Bayonetta 3 uh, trailer. Oh, here's CG back. Try, right, try to say something. No, dude, it's not working. Do you hear anything, Cody? No. Yeah. Yeah, I know what's going on, man. Uh... Yeah, um, I don't know if you if you have played any Bayonetta game because uh, uh, it's uh, it's a Sega IP. But uh, I was super excited when they were releasing the they released the the, the trailer with the official date uh, this week. So uh, yeah, I'm put it full screen. So yeah, uh, so that's good news uh, for for me anyway. Uh, I don't know if you've played any of those. It's very over the top. Um, like arcade fighting, 
Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, I think we can hear you better. Try to talk to you. Can you hear me now? It's better. I don't know. If no. um, okay. I mean, yeah, I I'm know. catching bits yeah. and pieces, but there's major delay. I don't know. <laughs> Try taking off the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's delays. Yeah. Yeah, I know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, for the uh, the Bayonetta three, um, yeah, I'm personally pretty excited about it. Uh, so the the game is going to release uh, in uh, on uh, October the twenty eighth of this year. So it's pretty cool. We've been waiting for this for quite a bit. So I don't know if you have you ever played any Bayonetta game? Yeah, I played the uh, first one on PS3. Yeah. And that was when it was more of uh, an obscure title because nobody really knew about it. You know, it took a while for it to actually pick up and people to yeah. actually get excited about Bayonetta. You know, it was yeah. like, because, I mean, if you, I imagine from a PS3 disc standpoint, it's not that common you know yeah yeah so yeah. i i mean i had it day one me and my buddy played it we loved it yeah um i just i i think i played bayonetta 2 i was on the wii u right yes yeah, i played it i don't think i ever beat it and then uh i i don't know i mean i'm really the only game i've ever played on the switch is that metroid uh dread yeah so. <laughs> oh yeah it's funny so you just bought a switch and dread and that's it so far, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, I played a little bit on my buddy's system and stuff, like, uh, uh, what was it? Some of, like, the party games or whatever. I remember sitting down and playing that, each having our own Joy-Con or whatever that thing's called on it. But, yeah, I mean, I've never really got into it just because I used to be the type of guy who had, like, all the systems and I'd get for all the systems. And it's just too much, you know? It's just too much to try to keep up with that and doesn't give yourself enough time to actually sit down and say, I'm going to dedicate to this one, you know? Yeah. Because the backlog, I mean, shoot, three, yeah. three systems, four systems of backlog. I know, I know. It's just too much. I know. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to have to do a marathon um, because I also um, still have to do Bayonetta 2. So I'm excited for the third one, but I'm going to have to do the second one first. Because uh, it, it only got released on the, on the on the Wii U and the Switch, and I didn't have a Wii U, so I bought it on Switch, but I haven't played through it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I love the first one, so uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, I, I wish they would do a compilation pack for like the other systems. I don't understand this whole Switch exclusive all the time. I've noticed yeah. that a lot with certain ones, and it's like, why? Why are you doing this? You know? Yeah. Why are you doing yeah. this, Sega? You know, like with Fantasy Star. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. That's finally coming out to PS4 this year yeah. and like I was looking forward to it back in 2012 when they said on the Vita and PS4. Yeah. You know, I was pumped for it, waiting for it. 10 years yeah. later, that's insanity. Yeah. You know, Fantasy yeah. Star is going to be a big one. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh and yeah, all these Sega ages that are stuck on the uh, on the Switch and not coming to the other console, it's Yeah. It's upset it's upsetting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a Switch, but you know, I, I'd like to uh, to play them on other systems as well. 
but uh, yeah, and this is going to be the same for this one, uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive. So yeah, it's uh, it's restricting the the IP to a certain market. Uh, I hope they, I really hope they won't do that. I think they've locked uh, Platinum Games has locked the, the IP for like a few more years uh, on on the Switch, and then they it can be released uh, to other systems, but. For now, it's it's what it is, but still, I mean, it's a new Bayonetta. At least they're doing something because they could have just not do anything with the IP. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy for that. Uh, you know, the thing that I worry about though is when they start oversaturating just certain ones, and you know they're coming years in advance. So it's like, yeah, you're no longer excited, you know. Yeah, and they need to. They need to really slow down on these, like some of these sequels that are just constant. You know, I feel like that, in yeah, my opinion, true. is like people are just buying the same thing with a little bit of an updated uh, game engine with a little bit of enhancements. Yeah. And maybe some graphical uh, improvements, but that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes it's like almost cut and paste, same game, few little changes, and it's just like, dude, this, you know. Yeah. It's a good way to bore people out of stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. this does look pretty interesting. You know, the grappling hook stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's an IP that a lot of people have been waiting for. But, uh, yeah, like you said, it, me too, the, the backlog is absolutely nuts on all my systems. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. But I'll, I'll do an effort for this one. I'll I'll, I'll make the time for it. Although I, I've been saying that for Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and I still have the time for it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have to catch up on that. Uh, yeah, uh, we have Handel Handel King here who's, uh, who's saying, "Will it come for the Wii U?" Uh, no, it's going to be for the Switch. Uh, they're they're not making games to the Wii U anymore. Uh, and um, hello to you. Hello to La, La Grosse Patate from Quebec. We made it to the stream, um, and uh, yeah. So let's move on to our next uh, topic, uh, the Genesis Mini Two. So we have uh, the announcements that came up that came this week uh, for this. So it's gonna have a six-button controller. It's gonna have uh, Sega CD games. Um, no 32x, as far as I know, not yet anyway. Uh, so that's a little bit unfortunate, I I feel. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, the Genesis Mini 2, I'm definitely excited oh. for it. Uh, I plan on getting the Japanese version and the US version. Um, with the Genesis Mini, the first one, I got the regular US version. And when I actually was doing some research, I watched this other YouTuber who was talking about it. And I didn't realize the Japanese version of it back then, you know, it's been like two, three years now, yeah. had different games on it. So I'm like, oh, what the heck? So I trying to track one down was a pain. Got lost in the mail, but I finally recently got one for a decent price. I mean, they're going up. So it's like, if you're going to do it, and you want to get the full experience from what Sega is doing with this project, you might as well get both of them right off the bat. Otherwise, you're going to be paying more in the future. Yeah. 
and yep. people are probably thinking these are mass produced. I don't think they no. are because uh, when I made my order, I was able to order one. And then I checked another guy's link. He was like, here's the link to it. And I was like, okay. Because I was noticing the weird discrepancies about it shipping from Japan and yeah. not really saying of, from an official Sega shop. So I'm like, okay, what is this uh, a counterfeit guy's uh, thing trying to get you to pre-order through him? And mm-hmm. then he'll bring his order you know he does and ship it out to you so i clicked that other link same listing mm. so i and it would only let you put one in your cart you know it said mm. you already have an order for this one per customer oh wow I, so i didn't notice that so if i wanted to order two i, I can't i mean you could try it for me it brought that up i don't know if it's because i was signed into my app and it and when i clicked that link on that youtube video it pushed me yeah. to sign in on the browser yeah so when i signed in on the browser and put it in there um it it automatically said that it was one per customer or something basically yeah 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 okay so that's good to know yeah it's probably the, that because they they already didn't want to do it for north america because they said in an interview that uh they they were hard to produce uh, with the ship shortage and all that mm-hmm. so uh but they got bugged quite a bit because here it's a very popular market for for the genesis and uh yeah i feel like they did the minimum and a lot of people including me are upset that amazon us is not selling them directly but i feel that uh we should still be happy that they they at least did something because they didn't do anything for the game gear micro for the astro city mini 2. Uh, i had to import them straight straight from japan yeah and it's with the japanese roms and all that and here they're doing a version with uh, the uh, the North American ROMs, so uh, replacing some games with uh, games like Virtual Racing, Sonic 3D Blast. Uh, I know those haven't been announced in Japan, not yet at least. I don't know if they will be eventually or not. So uh, yeah, see, the interesting yeah. thing there though is when you scroll back up the. Um, the Night Striker, that's actually a Mega Drive game, and yeah. so is uh, Ninja Warriors. I actually have, sure. I think I probably have every single game that is yeah. on this list, physical copies. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I, no, I don't have OutRun. I don't have original Genesis OutRun. <laughs> I have OutRunners. Um, yeah. I think yeah. overall, let me look here on my screen on that. Like, I don't know. I mean, to me... It's like I said, I have all that uh, through the hang on and the use. I don't have Bonanza Brothers. I don't have Alien Soldier. I don't have Rainbow Islands. Don't have Splatterhouse 2. Rolling Thunder 2. That's a good row right there. I have none of those. Uh, Lightning Force, I have. The bonus game I find is interesting is that uh, Fantasy Zone. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's the arcade port of Fantasy Zone. Because I don't remember a Genesis one other than Super Fantasy Zone, which was Japan only, I believe. And I think that was included on the last Genesis Mini. And then Starmobile. Yeah, um, yeah I have no idea what that is. Yeah, that's a Japanese. Uh, no, the Starmobile. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's, I believe, um, a Japanese game that is released for the first time here, I heard. So they might be translating uh, a few games, which would be, that's true, that's amazing, but they're, they're, they're doing that. Um, 
You know, I almost got a copy of that Alien Soldier recently, too. It was a card only. And it was like, that game is insanely priced. And it was like yeah. for 120 bucks. And I was like, okay, man, this guy knows that it's a card only. So he's offering a deal. Yeah. And I, I did it. I ordered it and everything. Dude is from Japan. And I didn't zoom in on the pic- the pictures of the cart close enough. It looked totally legit. And then when you flip it over on the back of the Mega Drive carts, it says Sega, like they yeah. do on the Genesis ones. Didn't have the Sega stamp. And I was like, oh, what the heck? So I started doing some research of some other listings on just uh, Chrome itself, like photos of the game, an authentic one. And they all have that stamp. So I was like, what the heck? This guy's selling a counterfeit. Mm. So I got it canceled. You know, the guy said he didn't know it was a counterfeit. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Like, I thought I had a deal. I really want that game. So I think just... For the system itself, if you see how much that system or that game that one game sells for, yeah, <laughs> this is worth it all all yeah. right there by itself off of just one game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the, kind of the same thing uh, happened to me. Uh, I really wanted to buy uh, Outrun online, uh, and uh, at some point, Canadian gamer uh, sent me a link and says, "Hey, uh, there it is. Uh, it's cheap. It's, it was like twenty bucks." And I see the, the you know the the label on it was a little bit weird, and then I look at the store from that guy, and it was all counterfeit uh, <laughs> cartridges. <laughs> so I tell him it's counterfeit, man. He's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it is. That's why it was so cheap, because uh, Outrun, yeah, it's very expensive. If you want um, complete in box, it's uh, more than a hundred bucks. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's cool that it's going to be on here. There's plenty of expensive games on here. Uh, so, yeah, the, that's very valuable. For sure, I'm, I've pre-ordered one. I mean, 100 bucks. It's, it's the price of one game, one of these games. You know, the price of Outrun alone. So, And people will always come back with that statement. Well, you could do a retro pie and, and all that mm-hmm. and get the ROM. Well, you know, to me, it's not so much... Uh, to me, what it's about is it's an authentic Sega release that yeah. they put their hands in and yeah. are doing yep. everything from it. So it's yeah. like a, an official Sega product. That's yeah. why I want to support it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try to say something, Ken. Let's see if we can hear you. Nothing. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Your computer is shitting in your boots or your ISP. I don't know who is doing what. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want, you can write on a piece of paper and show to the camera like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird that the, the video is working and not the sound, though. That's weird. I don't know. Can you hear me? No. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. We heard something, yeah. <laughs> but there's some lag, man. It's like we hear you from like 30 seconds ago. That's weird. Have you tried refreshing your router? Yeah. Might need yeah. to power cycle his uh, internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I it's what I told him too. Yeah. Uh, 
Hello. Uh, I know what's going on. Uh, so yeah, we were saying, uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty exciting and I'm gonna read the, the titles. So we have Sonic CD, Shining Force CD, Slip Heat, uh, Mention of uh, Hidden Hidden Souls, uh, Night Striker, Ninja Warriors, Afterburner 2, Outrun, Outrunners, Virtual Racing, Super Hang On, Sonic 3D Blast, Shining in the Darkness, Vector Man 2, The Ooze, Wanted, I mean, it's uh, Bonanza Brothers, Alien Soldier. Alien Soldier is pretty cool too. It was released yeah. on the Switch not long ago, but it's not a Genesis release. So, pretty cool to have it here. Rainbow Islands, uh, Splatterhouse 2, uh, Rolling Thunder 2, Lightning Force. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Zone and Star Mobile. So pretty, pretty cool re uh, releases on there. Yeah, if you see that image that they're using for uh, for uh, Fantasy Zone, that's the front of their Sega Ages uh, 2600 releases that was on the PS2. Hmm. I think that's the lo that's the cover that they used. So I'm wondering if it's that release, like it's an arcade port. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Pretty interesting. I, I can't wait to uh, to 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 get my hands on it. Because this uh, is awesome right here. I mean, you got one of these. You know the. Oh Astro yeah. Mini. Yeah, I yeah, have I that. I mean, it's on there. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, and you sure. can't just keep plugging. Uh, you just can't keep plugging quarters into it. It'll actually, you'll get to the uh, like I think I got to uh, like second to the last level. Or maybe even the last boss, I don't remember. But you know, you just keep chinging it, throwing a quarter in. Uh, yeah. it, it'll, it'll, it won't let you do it. It won't let you finish the game by cheesing <laughs> it with the quarters. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that far. Dang. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, at least we can play it. Uh, in Dude, I love moment. that Astro Mini, man. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know about you. I think it's yeah. freaking awesome. But it wasn't my my cover on my on my channel until this week because I love it so much. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's. Uh, I mean, I was a year late to the game on it, and you know, I don't usually, depending on what it is and where it's coming from, I will early adopt. But something like that, I thought they would bring it to the U.S., so I held out, you know. And then yeah. when I seen what the limited run deal was, I was like, yeah. I don't know, man. I'll just wait till I can find one when they're. Yeah. in the open and nobody's going crazy for them you know and mm -hmm. i actually got that unit for under 100 bucks shipped from japan free mm -hmm. you know free yeah. shipping yeah. and you know what's expensive to get for that though is the controllers yeah the controllers cost more than the unit itself it's, it's crazy it's true i got two external controllers as well for it but uh yeah I, and i think i had to get them from play asia uh, yeah, it was the same, at least the same price as the console was, and and I didn't get the big one, the the big arcade, uh, the virtual one. stick. Yeah, yeah, that thing's like three hundred dollars. I <laughs> want to get it, but yeah. I'm just like I'm just gonna wait. You know, I mean, yeah, someone will offload it sometime. You know, I'll even get it used as long as it's in good condition, boxed. I'll get it, but three, three hundred bucks for that. It's a big controller, though. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's a big controller. So I mean, I can get the pricing because you figure they must put a lot of love into that to make it that big you know but i just can't justify that price <laughs> yeah yeah me either uh yeah i really wanted it i i saw my little pixel uh 
showcasing it and it looks awesome but like at some points too much too much like I feel. You, you know the one thing i did that was on that the line of a system is i got that uh taito egret 2 oh mini. yeah i got the big deluxe package all the controllers come with it and stuff and like man i feel like they really missed the ball on that you know i mean it's cool system the controllers and all that are nice quality but they missed big time. I th I feel like they don't have their best games on it, and they they're just missing out. And I keep messaging them on their Twitter, you know, hey, you know, when are you guys gonna update? You know, they got that SD slot, so it's like start releasing some collections. You know, I'm sure yeah. they got some kind of encryption on it because I haven't heard of anybody hacking it yet or putting any SD cards in it. You know, forcing it to play it. So yeah. I don't know, man. They they got to do better on that though, because they have way better arcade games. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Night Striker. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. the heck, dude? They could have put Night Striker arcade. I, I actually I don't even remember if our Night Striker was an arcade game, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it was. I think it was too. They could have yeah. put that yeah. on the their system. You know, yeah. they could have put that Ninja Warriors on there. Actually, I think Ninja Warriors is on it. Yeah. But there's just a few games yeah. I've seen that Taito is letting other people have. And it's like, dude, you guys got some awesome releases. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that's the problem. Uh, Sega is not using their back catalog to their, their full potential. That's, yeah, uh, that's it, one it, thing I noticed too. Yeah, I mean, Sega, I mean, it, man, there's just so much to choose, you know, that I don't know. I mean, I can't really think of one right offhand that they are missing from like their their main staple games, I should say, cuz I yeah. am seeing like the main staples there, but they're like a few when you think about it like uh let's say their simulation series games. I don't yeah. think I've seen any of the simulation series games on there. Yeah. Uh yeah. And, and you don't see any of the third-party license like the I, I haven't seen any uh koei on there i haven't seen the um uh ea games you know ea had a yeah. ton on the uh genesis yeah 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 it's true ea uh, was my favorite on the genesis uh like uh i believe desert strike was ea uh they were there's, there's so many of them. A road rash, haunted, uh, yeah. yeah, haunted. I mean, uh, Bob, um, all the like uh, mutant league football and you know uh, the golf games stuff like that. I mean, yeah, EA has a huge yeah catalog and yeah, yeah you know yeah. I'm not. There might be one on there that's snuck in there, but I I don't see it. St see one sticking out, glaring. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't even remember, I guess I could look at the first one, because on their website, they do have the link to the Genesis Mini, which is funny. And you know what's cool is if you go to that Genesis Mini website, you can download actual manuals for all these games. <laughs> you can yeah, you can download a manual, and it's like one-to-one -one with the original. So it's worth here. going in and downloading all the manuals. Yeah. So let me see. They do have... A EA game, it's uh, Road Rash, Road Rash Two. Okay, um, yeah, but 
Jeez. I mean, from the, even the first system, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I see. Yeah. But it's half of the game, so we don't know what else is coming yet. Uh, not even half, I think. It's 20 out of 50, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, the, the first at Road Rush, yeah, indeed. Now, the, the first system was was great, and at 40, so... Yeah, I can't wait to see what else is coming. Um, and uh, in the meantime, I would like to say uh, welcome to the original uh, Next Level Gaming, Mike Mullis. What's up, bro? Uh, La Grosse Patate already said hi. Good evening, Baltimore Retro Gaming. Welcome. And uh, he says, I like the Technosoft stuff on the Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, good stuff. Yeah, then they're talking about him taking a shower. I don't want to know anything about that. <laughs> good for you. Wash every part. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Make sure to scrub the... <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, man. You're having a blast. Oh, man. Show. That's tore up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right um where were we <laughs> yeah so um we are ordering that we i will make a video for sure when i get it uh can't wait um yeah i wanted to talk uh next about uh your uh favorite master system and genesis games if you have, uh, if you can okay, tell us. so with my time growing up with the Master System, uh, we were still getting Master System games. The Genesis had already came out, so mm -hmm. I can tell you this much. When we shopped for the Master System, the first games we got was the pack-in games. This was Night One and Rambo. So I would sit up all night. Mom would get me up. This was summertime. She'd be like, hey, Cody, you want to get up and play some games? And I was like, sure, because she knew I loved it. You know, my dad, he was into it a little bit, but he didn't show as much interest in it as he, I think, thought he would have in it. So my mom pretty much took over on the system. <laughs> and we would sit right in front of this nice, uh, I'm guessing it was like a, a big enough TV to fit into entertainment center with the square box, probably like a 20 or something 23 inch sharp tv it was really nice you know and uh we would sit right in front of that thing mom had a coffee table that she'd drag out and one of the big uh footstools so she'd sit on the footstool or get one of the dining room chairs and yeah. put them both there she'd smoke cigarettes drink coffee and we'd sit there and jam out on fucking uh rambo you know i mean this is 80s yeah. everybody <laughs> yeah. smoked you know my parents yeah. at that time smoked and stuff yeah. my parents and too, you know yeah. i'd stay up and <laughs> i can remember yeah. like surviving that cigarette smoke too just like yeah. oh shit you know <laughs> sitting there fucking playing rambo and stuff and then yeah. we'd get so far and so good in the game mom would get like irritated at me dude <laughs> i'm like you know fourth grade third grade yeah. or fourth grade yeah it was fourth grade because I remember I'd do like art stuff on the Genesis in fourth grade, but uh, or the Master System because I liked it so much. But 
yeah, a fourth grader. And I'd be like, why are you doing it like that, mom? You know, because I'd figure stuff out and she'd get like irritated. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't get it, dude. Did you ever have that happen? Like with a brother or something, you play a co-op game and you'd like get mad at the other person for like messing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Rambo was like our favorite for a long time. Yeah. And then our mom got uh, Wonder Boy. We got Wonder Boy F-16, what was hot garbage. I figured it out. Though, it was a dual controller game, and I did figure out how to play it. Yeah. Um, Wonder Boy, Golvelius, and then, uh, shoot, there was another one that we got. Oh, Alien Syndrome. You know, and that was like our, our next batch of games. I think we nice. probably got those at like uh, Christmas or nice. something. So I remember mom and dad got them late fall. And then uh, every birthday for like that next year, we both got a couple games. And um, yeah, we got pictures of that. I can't wait to go home one day and uh, go to my dad's. You know, my mom's passed since then. So that's kind of why I got into like collecting the master system and like i want that whole set you know yeah and you know because it reminds me of like something me and my mom were both interested in a lot you know and um there, there's that nostalgia for it you know and then the genesis because uh mom was uh we, she worked in cable you know mm -hmm. eventually she was working in cable and we got like uh sega channel for free you know yeah. So she got that Genesis a year earlier and was like, we got the Sonic bundle. So mm -hmm. it had already been out, you know. And then uh, she worked in cable, so we were doing some uh, play tests on the Sega channel like a week before it released in our town. And mm -hmm. um, so it was really cool, you know, and we got it at a heavy discount or, you know, it might have even been free, I don't remember. But we they paid it i didn't so i mean i just got to play it dude and i was on it all the time and i absolutely fell like absolutely mesmerized by the fact of like the menus and knowing that it was all downloaded you know to your system and you were like dude this is awesome you know we didn't even have internet in the house we didn't yeah. even have a computer in the house at that time i remember mm -hmm. you know <laughs> And it was just yeah. like a, a really cool experience and to see the news and stuff. And at that time I'd been getting game magazines and reading about X band and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, man, that stuff would be so cool. And, you know, when I look back on it all, you know, Sega channel was the beginning of it all, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. I, I never didn't have the chance to have the Sega channel, but, uh, yeah, I can imagine. I was reading about it in magazines and looked looked amazing. Like yeah. I've went as far as like trying to track down the exclusives of the Sega Channel that the U.S. didn't get physical releases of. Yeah, like they yeah. they did that with Power Drive. Me and my buddy, he would come over and stay the night, and he was you know my best friend at the time in high school, and we'd sit there and play that game Power Drive all freaking night, dude. We loved it mm -hmm. once we got the controls down. It was a lot of fun, and uh, that was a. I, I I got a copy of it recently, and it was a card only, and I got it from a dude in Australia. You know, mm -hmm. so there was that game. What else was there? There was uh, Rings of Power, which eventually was on cartridge, but they made a big deal out of that game on the Sega Channel. Um, there there was uh, Golden Axe Three, <laughs> in which 
I acquired a large lot of Mega Drive from this dude in uh, Florida. I'm thinking it was a state. I think it was an estate because I got a ton of stuff. I actually got a video on my Twitch unboxing it all. Um, I, I don't know if I did the games. I might have. But um, anyways, Golden Axe 3 was in that estate. He didn't show all the games. And I, I, I shit pants, dude. I was like, oh, my God, I got Golden Axe 3, you know? Yeah. CIB, and that was one of them. And then uh, what was the other one? I don't know. There was one other major release. It was that Mega Man, which I don't yeah, have. Yeah, Wily Wars. Wars. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Yep. Mega Exclusive. Man. I brought for the first time on the Genesis Mini here. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, I mean, I'm just all up into like little connections like that when I think about it. Then I want to, you know, act on it. Like, okay, I remember that now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. CG, you wanted to say something earlier, and good evening, Raya. Uh, well, I'm, uh... Okay, you can hear me now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't you work in IT, and I'm figuring out these issues? <laughs> I do work in IT. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, share, the screen sharing mm -hmm. is what killed your the connection. Yeah, it's all, all right. good. No, I, I, all, all, all I wanted to say was I thought it was funny that he mentioned Buster Douglas boxing, because did you tell him what happened when you were at Siege? Yeah, no, I, I didn't yet. No. Oh, okay, go go ahead and tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was with uh, I was Rem. I was Rem. Didn't, didn't tell you uh, what happened with with the boxing game. Uh, oh, I seen he yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave him some crap on it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I know he got world championship boxing and he was yeah. playing that and stuff, and sometimes Oaz would be like. You know, I got this because it's way cheaper. So I was just busting his balls and being like, yeah. oh, so championship boxing wasn't good enough for you on yeah. his Twitter. But no, that's no. an awesome find. I'm glad he got yeah. it, dude. I mean, yeah. it's like, shit, yeah, bro. No, so, and, and he doesn't even like the game, uh, he told me. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the only one that was kind of one of the only ones missing this collection. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the, the guy there at the store... Uh, didn't think he would sell it because it was so expensive uh -huh. and his wife didn't think either <laughs> so when <laughs> oh, so when i was bought it uh <laughs> the whole family <laughs> came to take oh. a picture with him because uh, his wife was so happy she was like oh finally i didn't ever, i didn't think he'd ever sell it <laughs> that is awesome i'm gonna have to go yeah. check out his pickup video i haven't done that yet <laughs> yeah that is awesome dude. but it's, it's funny because when you watch uh metal jesus rocks his video he posted today from yeah. siege he's walking around the convention floor and then he takes a a shot of this guy's booth and you see buster douglas boxing to yes. the master system on the table oh yeah, man <laughs> <laughs> so did did metal jesus stop and look at it and point yeah. at it and stuff <laughs> oh shit i'm gonna have to put that link together that's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. it was this video yeah everybody like love People know about that game. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a hard one to get, and um, uh, we're gonna talk about that later about the the grading and stuff. Because when when I looked at it earlier today on eBay, uh, I saw it graded for stupid ridiculous price. I'm very bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that game. I I I don't understand it. Like we had Buster Douglas on the Genesis. You know, I remember we got Buster Douglas blue blue box. So, and it was a Christmas gift, I think probably, you know, 
first year into the system or something yeah. of our time before the Sega channel, I mean, we had quite a few Genesis games and um, I just remember that it's totally different than the Master System, not even the same game, you know? And uh, so when I seen it was on the Genesis, it was like, oh, I, it's probably no good. And then finding out it's actually, you know, was a totally different game as history went on. I was like, all right, I'm going to get all the Genesis li or Master System library because, you know, that's what got me going on it. I liked the original, you know, the the hardware and the memories behind it all. And, you know, always looking at the little flyers and seeing all the games that they show in those little pamphlets. It was like, it'd be cool one day to actually own that, that entire thing. So, But anyways, going on a rant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so when find out it's something different, yeah, man. And I can't believe that it's so much because I think that that game was probably like a $5, $6 game, $7 game. If you think about it back in, I mean, it could have yeah. been discounted in bins. <laughs> you know because nobody yeah. was probably buying it it was so i i don't know if that was the last master system game or not but if it was it was you know so late that people just missed it you know yeah 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 it's it's crazy i don't know what happened with it but it's the it's super rare right now and there's a lot of, yeah. oh well, it came out around 93 because that's when it came out for the genesis around that time yeah so absolutely. late in the lifespan yeah, yeah late release yeah, and, and the, 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 that's one of the problems with the Master System. It's um, it's a great system, but it's getting really expensive to collect for it. Uh, unlike the Genesis, it's still affordable, but the Master System is getting really bad these days. Uh, but you you got already your uh, almost the entire set. You said you said. Uh, yeah, I mean there is one that I need to get a case for. I had went to Pink Gorilla a couple years ago and got um i was in seattle yeah. on a family matter and i stopped down there and i got the cart for like 70 bucks or something i kept the sticker on it might have been 60 but uh i need to get that cib still that one and then uh, the others i filled the <coughs> excuse me the hole in i got a cib us strider I think I think it's a U.S. Strider. If not, I don't I don't know. Uh, the two that I'd been battling with trying to get was Strider and Sonic, UPC U.S. Um, mm, yeah. I don't know if I I'd have to look at that Strider. It does have a UPC. It's a little dirty, but I was like, I'll say it's good, you know, because I know the manual was the same with the European and the U.S. versions, and the same with the I think the Sonic as well i can't remember if sonic us had the long manual or the ntsc flip manual you know the more uh yeah vertical yeah versus horizontal um so those yeah. were the last two i do have cib copies of those and then um my uh and this makes me upset too because i was at a prge in 2018 and that's when I got my copy of Power Power Strike, and the dude was selling a case and manual uh, for seventy bucks, and I got the copy of Power Strike from somebody for thirty. Yeah. Uh, I got it from Alex. She runs Al's Music and Games in Seattle. I think I got it for thirty from her, 
with a couple other games and I traded her some uh, doubles that I had a master system. So she was cool with it and we made a deal. Um, so anyways, that guy had that, that case of manual and I wish I would have grabbed it. <laughs> I walked by it. I thought it was too much. And like now it's like, damn dude, you know, yeah. so that's, that's, uh, I did come across a manual. I did get a manual somewhere. I can't remember where I did get a manual for it. But uh, the uh, jacket, I just printed off a jacket of it because it was the black and white uh, mail-in for the U.S. copy of it anyways. Because uh, in the U.S. it was a, a mail-in promo. So, um, yeah, so I need to get a case for it. Um, if not, I'll just get a whole new copy of it and upgrade. You know, there's going to be, there is a couple little upgrades I need to my U.S. set. It's all CIB. Um, there's just like one, a couple of the card games need the sleeves. So, you know, I may do a little upgrades like that. I think a couple of them maybe look a little beat, a little beat down. So I might trade up in the future, but all in all, I mean, my master system's boxed. I have a boxed rapid fire, um, uh, boxed 3d glasses. Um, yeah. So yeah. 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 No, that's, that's... <laughs> sorry I was ranting. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love uh, hearing those stories. Uh, it's my passion too, the master system, uh, and the name of the channel too. So <laughs> it's uh, you can talk about it as long as you want. I do not mind at all. On the contrary, uh, yeah, me. It's uh, I wish I, I was in the same position, but uh, I'm climbing from yeah from the bottom. I'll do a video soon about my collection, but. Uh, it's not impressive at this time. I can remember uh, a couple of years. It was just a couple of years ago. You could go to the flea market and the Sega Master System games were cheaper than the NES. They were like five bucks in box. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just going to say that the Master System has gone up like yeah. $5 games. I mean, you could get Alien Syndrome all the time for under 10 bucks. You know, nobody wanted that game. And now, good luck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, another so, thing I got too, sorry to cut yeah. you off, but uh, the base system. Yeah. I got the Sega base system. The box, the top of the box is a little tore up because it came out of a storage, but I mean, it has the um, the Hang On Astro Warrior cart. Oh, yeah. So basically, like the NES's, you know, basic deck with their non shooter game. Mm -hmm. So I got one of those too. Which is cool because it came in a gray box, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I need a lot of those things. Uh, I got um, yeah a few interesting things uh, last weekend at at Siege, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm missing a lot of those. But I, me, I'm not gonna try to to do a, a US set like Sonic you mentioned earlier. If I I have the PAL version, I'm good with that. I'm not gonna. You know, I just need one copy of the game. If there is different versions, yeah, yeah, you get Sonic Mania. <laughs> great, great game. You'll see. Arguably the better, the best two D Sonic games. I know it's, it's. it's uh, I hard like it. I thought yeah. Sonic Mania was awesome. Yeah, it's it's arguably the best. To be honest, uh, can't wait to see you play it and hear your thoughts on that. Once on tap tonight. No, not Pops. For me, it's uh, Land Shark. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's really good. That's I love it. Jimmy Buffett beer, eh? It's what? 
I think that's uh, Jimmy Buffett's beer, the singer. Oh, I have no, yeah, Jimmy Buffett. I have no idea. No, uh, yeah, no idea if he drinks that, but it's it's Island Lager. That's his beer. Good. It's his it's his actual brand, huh. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. I love it. I drink that often when it's warm. It's pretty cool. It's a it's a good alternative to Corona. It's like an Island Lager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This Corona gives me a headache when I drink too much of it, but this is like like water. It's uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel it's better quality. I don't know. I'll I'll tell you what though, man. One time, not 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 busting on the Canadians, but I like Canadian beers, and I just one day I jumped in and got a twelve pack of that Molson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like a 20 pack or something a big ass box of molson and we we're like yeah let's do it and like oh my god dude hung over hardcore <laughs> Canadian oh. beers are, are usually stronger uh but uh yeah the molson and depend molson x i i kind of i'm i'm, I'm fine with the molson x but the, the regular molson it's uh it's like the budweiser in the united states the <laughs> bat yeah. 50 yeah, yeah. Yeah, Labat is fine. Labat Blue, it, it's okay. I, I, I'm okay with that. The one you were drinking the other day, uh, you showed it on, on your video. What, La Belle Gueule. Uh, Belle Gueule is, uh, is really good beer, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I got that on the on the Quebec side. That's sold yeah. on Quebec, yeah. Yeah, Belle Gueule is, is pretty good. Uh, you string that a lot. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, like for my taste of beer, um, I really like microbrews, but, man, you just can't. You just can't like have a relaxing session and not be paying attention because if you don't, you're going to suffer hardcore. You know, if you're drinking, like, let's say, uh, like, you know, uh, I've been with some buddies and we, we've drank in really cheap, uh, bush light, let's say yeah. you could go all night on bush light, you know? <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're like, Oh, okay. But I mean, I don't, I felt like the hangover from a bush light I could recover from pretty quickly versus like let's say getting tore up on molson you yeah. know yeah but uh I, i've really liked the uh i've gotten into like uh hispanic beers you know i really like um modelo yeah yeah um, i've had that to cat or whatever however you pronounce that um yeah. there's some Picante, good yeah. uh there's this other one down there gosh i can't even think of it right now Shinerbach. Shinerbark, that's a U.S. beer. If you've never had Shinerbark, give that one a try. Shiner, yeah, that's freaking good, dude. Remember uh, a couple of years ago, I went uh, on vacation to this resort in Cuba, and, and pretty much the main beer they sell at the resort is this beer called Crystal. It comes in a green can. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like the uh, you know you know over in Cuba, it's weird how they can import certain things and certain things they can't. That's why like the food tastes horrible on the resort. Well, the beer tastes horrible too. They have their own beer on the resort. It's called Crystal Beer. Horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, it's not a Belgian beer, is it? Because there's a Crystal in Belgium, but it's uh, no, I don't think so. It's disgusting. Because uh, I saw for uh, for those who don't know, I, I was born in Belgium, and uh, yeah, the uh, so in the south you have the Jupiler, that that's the best, the better beer. That is not sold outside of Belgium, by the way. You can't find it here. Um, and th that's like Budweiser. Like it's like, you know, like the, the standard beer you have everywhere. But people are very proud of it. 
uh, but it's not produced in large quantities. Uh, so yeah, they don't export it. But uh, in the north, they have Cristal, and that's that's piss. It gives you a headache immediately. You drink one, it's already hitting the head. And the other one that's 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 mid is the, the Stella Artois. Is, it's it's fine, but it's also well, Stella was good. I like yeah, Stella. Yeah, yeah it, it's Stella's fine good. for for here, but in Belgium, it's not the best. So they they export it a lot. It, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're going on the on the beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should, should do a beer. Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are people saying here? Ballast point is I don't know what ballast point is. Uh, and Molson Buck and O'Keefe are yeah O'Keefe man the, the Nordic beer. Uh, I drink O'Keefe. Uh, I don't I don't <laughs> care what O'Keefe tastes like. It's a Nordic beer, so anytime. Number Jack Brews. Yeah, no, this yeah. is Crystal. This is called Crystal. C R I S T A L. Crystal beer. Yeah. It's not the same. Then. Stella, my favorite. Yeah, I, I like Stella here, but if you drink Jupiler, it's it's even better. So, uh, yeah, but you can't find it here. It's like this. Yeah, because it's made from Jupiler, the city of Jupiler. But yeah. Um, Otherwise, I drink Pacifico a lot. This one and Pacifico uh, from from Mexico, I believe, too. Uh, I kind of like it. You guys know who uh, Mark Bustler is, right? Yeah. Classic game room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I sent him some beer. I don't know. <laughs> I've got some of his uh, video um, his uh, video archives that I got, some of his big collections. He did a couple uh, Kickstarters, so I... Uh, Got the one, and I think I sent him some chips, and I sent him some uh, beer, and he reviewed both of them, and they were in that collection, so uh, I sent him some microbrew stuff, and like, you know, how he's always loving his beers, and uh, yeah, at that time, I was drinking this one called a, a, a Centennial IPA, and it's made up here in uh, Montana, and like, man, that was a good beer, but I mean, you get tore up on, like, they would sell them in an eight-pack, you'd get just tore up on them and they go down through so smooth you know yeah yeah like i really like ipas as long as they're not too too piney you know good balance yeah and uh you know just not overpowering to the gut like some of those ipas yeah. are just so so rich that you're just like ah, yeah. you know yeah but the, the thing is i like an ipa or white beer but you can only have one or two and then it's like you're you know uh, I don't know how to say it in English, uh, but like, like you feel sick. It's too heavy, you know. I uh, I don't know if you listen to uh, the band Megadeth. Yeah. But uh, the lead singer Dave Mustaine, he uh, started his own beer. I guess it's, it's. I wouldn't say it's a. Well, I guess it's a microbrewery. So he had a he had a connection with a company over in Quebec, of all places to produce this beer for him called the Toot Lamont, which is one of his songs, right? And uh, it's not a bad beer. I picked it up on the Quebec side a number of times, and it was really successful, really popular over in Canada here. But the problem with it was he couldn't get it out to the masses because it wasn't being sold in the U.S. or any other areas, right? So he ended up, unfortunately, he, he, cut, he cut off the... Uh, he didn't renew the contract with this microbrewery in Quebec, so they're going to 
release his beer now, probably over in the States, it'll be mass produced. So that's good for him, but kind of sucks he can't pick it up over here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of bands are doing that these days. Iron Maiden uh, has one too. Yeah. Like, uh, one of my favorite bands is that band 311. I grew up in the Midwest and they were a mid Midwest band and they do their own uh, batches of brews too. I never bought them. I mean, they're like 20 bucks a can, but uh, they do these tall cans. And, um, 311. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wouldn't seen them with my, uh, I got two kids. They just, my son just left for college today. Um, my daughter's been at college already for two years. And, um, yeah, we went and seen them about a month and a half ago. And it come to find out the band might actually be calling it quits for a while, so if not forever. And they've been around for like thirty years, so Do they have a it's kinda of cool have an, to see them? What's that? Do they have an amber ale? <laughs> they do. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why that song gets always put at the front thought of who they are as a band though i mean they're not really i feel that that song's like for what people know of the trendy i mean everybody every successful band has their trendy front songs i mean if you listen to the background shit i mean that's their better shit anyways (laughs) you know but yeah now we're going on a rant (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's, it's good it's good uh, it's like to talk about things we like. That's why we're here. Uh, people seem to enjoy uh, the beer discussion and chat as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> talking about Motorhead. As well. well, it's just like it, it's just like you say with music. Like you take a bit about a band like Soundgarden, and the radio just wants to play Black Hole Sun, but they've yeah, got like yeah. a massive back catalog of amazing music that you could listen to, and every single song on the album Super Unknown is amazing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. One yeah. Enya Ale, Caribbean Blue. Yeah. That DM Transistor. Yeah, that's right. That is a bad. That's like their best album. Enya. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Big Red for Show. You're the S. And uh, I haven't missed anybody. DM. Welcome. Welcome. And uh, yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's talk about um, the following subject you wanted to, uh, and this is not me. I want to say this is um, th- this is uh, Master Welsh here that uh, wanted to uh, to talk about this. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, let, let's talk about it a little bit. You had some uh, amico uh, discussion. You wanted yeah, to? Yeah, I mean, do... everyone's talking about okay, so. Let's face it. Okay, the amico has had some serious issues. You know. Somebody messed up along the way, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for all this stuff to come out and say it's vaporware, I mean, no, I don't think so. Tommy Tallarico was already a made man, you know, in the year 2000. You know, 20, 30 years ago, he was a made man. He was making yeah. mu- video game music for, you know, cartridge-based games. You know, he was making music for the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 I mean, he made a lot of money with that. You know, he was popular from that. He was popular from his uh, connections in the G4, uh, you know, tech TV age with his own talk show. And his his own talk show wasn't just that talk show. It was also linked to his other stuff he had going on 
in his life, you know, with the music creation and all that and his connections. You know, so I mean, for everyone to say that Tommy Tallarico was out to create a scam? Come on, dude. You know? I mean, it's just like, dude, I don't think so. I think that maybe Tommy got a little overzealous and screwed the pooch. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. what I think would happen. I mean, why the hell do you need a fucking office in Dubai? No, you don't need a fucking office in Dubai. You really don't need fucking mass offices in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Do this shit at the cheapest little fucking shop you got the one there in california that everybody was going there and checking shit out you know mm-hmm. i'd just kept it all in house made the guys smell balls if they had to you know you guys are working in here smelling balls i don't give a shit you know yeah, yeah, he did yeah. it to, he, he did it to himself it's just not i've, I've worked not for scam. bigger i've worked for bigger companies that had offices that weren't as nice as what he was showing off yeah i mean it's just like I think that's where he went wrong, you know, and, but I mean, to go on and everybody just to look at every little nitpick thing, like the licensing stuff going to expire. It's like, dude, I recently, you know, I got my Polymega, Polymega let their shit expire. They renewed it. Everybody was freaking out about that. You know, I think people are digging into shit too much these days looking for anything to talk about. You know, it's like, okay, something lapsed, you know. That shit can lapse on the internet, but it might have been fulfilled like a month ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's slow to show that shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, you know, it might show lapsed online, but it might have never even lapsed because on paper, you know, it, it might have never lapsed on the paper. So I don't know. I just feel like everybody getting excited about that trademark shit, you know? And like the ones that I really see, I always picking on it. And I, I, I really don't know Pat the NES punk. I don't know Ian, but what I will tell you is like if I seen those, they're just not very. Uh, they just don't seem like very nice guys to me. You know, I don't waste my time watching them, but they're for some reason their feeds show up because of probably other people I watch on YouTube, and I just seen the headlines and it's just like, come on, man. Why don't you guys have a little class, show a little respect? No, that's too much to ask these days, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like that's just like everybody gets off on just being rude and disrespectful. Yeah. You know? And I've seen that out of them guys the whole time, and it just is like, it's just sad. You know, I feel sorry for them that that's the type of people they want to be, you know? Um, you know, I really like uh, Review Tech USA. You know, I really like him. Some of his points are pretty valid. Mm-hmm. But he's even getting in on it. It's like, yeah. come on, dude. You know? I mean, I feel bad for Smash JT. You know, I like Smash JT's content and that. But Smash JT, he knows it's real. You know? He's mm-hmm. just... I think he's just upset because obviously he's a very big investor. And wherever they screwed up, I feel like they should have been paying him back sooner. You know? Yeah. I'm sure he'll get... I'm sure he'll get paid back, you know, or get his system in the long run. I, I feel like the Amico will still happen. You know, like I said, I got my Polymega. That thing was like, you paid for that shit like years in advance. You know, that thing was waiting in the works in 2018. Yeah. You know, 2017. So, I mean, that thing took a long time to come out. People are still waiting for units. I mean, it's just, it's just a sign of the times, man. You know, you got to wait for enough chips to make a run worth running i mean sure let's say you could secure 
a hundred of these. Let's say you needed 200, though, to complete a batch. You can get another hundred and three months later or something. I mean, that's just how it's going to be for a while, you know? And yeah. I feel like all these guys closing down everything with the Amico is they're they're reeling it in. They're fucking reeling it in now, realizing, oh, shit, you know, we fucked up. They're not saying nothing now because they need to reel it in, be fucking quiet, and then come back out. And I, I think that's what's going to happen exactly. And then you mark this on the record. When this happens, I said it. And, yeah. I, you know, and I honestly feel that that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I do. Yeah. And um, it'll be funny because then everybody will be like kind of like a little standoffish on their comments and justify it well it's like well if you're speaking from an open mind give it more fucking time you know you can't just let that shit happen flash in the pan all of a sudden you say it's done i mean that's business shit dude you know it could be a year down the road and then they'll have it figured out i mean that's just how it is you know um the polymega thing people are waiting for batches i mean they're talking about that in the chat i mean people are getting batches here and there you just gotta wait you know yeah you just gotta wait it's gonna happen uh polymega did you know they do the silent treatment and that's probably a good thing for their for the way they do business because they can let people sit there and speculate and then when it comes out they they know it's legit you know yeah i mean people know it's legit now it's a great system it's awesome yeah um so when the amico happens it'll be a good thing uh but they may have to go back and make some changes. I mean, honestly, if I would have been doing the Amico, I think what they need to do is they need to make a... They should have made a system where you could just slam the cartridges in it. Yeah. You could rip the cartridges to it and then add some kind of online functionality in the background if you wanted to buy the games or something separate. you know. And then they could build upon it with these new versions like the Atari vcs is doing you know with the new versions of intellivision and i think those new intellivision games look freaking awesome yeah you know yeah. i mean that that uh that cloudy mountain dude shit you know that looks yeah. like that would be an awesome time if it's in a big enough scale you could spend hours with three four dudes you know couch play or if they had online you know so i mean yeah. and they got too many games deep in the in the deep development, you know, I don't think they're just going to let that stuff go away. They're yeah. not. No, I don't think so either. I, I, I think it's very easy once you, you think about the negative to go in that spiral, and I've been in there as well, uh, and and just look at it's like the same thing when you when you re- research a conspiracy. If you start looking at plenty of articles. You're just gonna go down the rabbit hole, uh, but the the reality is more somewhere in the gray area, I think. Uh, and uh, I, here it's easy to to, and you have so many people that, that are talking negatively about it, and that come to your channel for that. And this is why I stopped talking about the Amico as well, because uh, mm. there's so much toxicity around it. Um, but some people use that for their channel as well uh, and uh, for attention bait yeah for, it's... for attention yeah absolutely yeah but but uh, I also do feel like seeing the polymegas seeing the Atari VCS that, that you that you bought one you said right yep yep yeah 
So the, I, I never thought it would release, and it did. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they made, yeah, certainly plenty of mistakes, would it be PR-wise, financial-wise, with their offices, yeah, I and mean, so like, on and so forth. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. the Polymega, dude. You know? I mean, this controller ain't the best, but, you know, I bought the Genesis module. The Genesis module has the 32X built into it, you know? You can rip the 32X to it. I mean, it's amazing. You know, there's nothing else I know that does that. Yeah. You know, plays the Sega CD, Saturn. I mean, yeah. all those video clips I'm making, I'm making with the Polymega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's really great. Uh, yeah, Big Retro Show says they, they're starving for, for attention. Yeah, the, there's a lot of people using that. Uh, me, um, <laughs> I, I do not want that kind of attention. I, we're just talking here today because... Uh, <laughs> You, you you wanted to talk about it and yeah why shouldn't we you know why, why wouldn't we be allowed to to talk about it uh, well i seen your video uh, on it you know yeah, i, I seen to, your take yeah. and that was like okay that's interesting and i commented yeah. on it because yeah. yeah it's legit i mean nobody wants to talk legit no more they got to make yeah. a story out of shit yeah. that isn't there no. or they need to get excited just to get fucking hits dude yeah i mean <laughs> what happened to save face anymore man yeah. it's like dude what do you guys do for a living I, you yeah. sit there on Facebook and dupe people at your living. That's yeah. fucking great, dude. I mean, yeah. I'd yeah. rather just be straight up, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you, you've, you've had a very level-headed um, uh, comments on all this. Uh, I wish everybody was the same as you. And um, but yeah, I also feel that that they they will eventually release something to uh, <laughs> my sources. He says, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also feel they will release something, and uh, hopefully, it will not be four hundred dollars or anything like that. Uh, that that's one of my biggest issues here. Uh, how do you, how do you know their office is closed? Did somebody actually go and knock on the door? Like, how do you know for sure? Uh, yeah, apparently they they put them on like uh, for, for rent on the website, but I mean, who knows? I mean, okay. That's reaching. <laughs> that yeah. is hilarious, dude. But, uh, Sorry, but my I'm, lighting's changing here. But I mean, I if they're working, natural light. <laughs> yeah, if they're working from home, that's the same. Well, why do they need to be on site if it was costing money for nothing? So, um, I, I think if they were really going bankrupt any day, I think we, we would uh, know about it. Uh, they would they would not communicate anymore. It would just go dead silent they're still communicating so i think it's, it's going to come out at some point and maybe i'm wrong but i'm not saying it's going to be good uh i'm not saying it's going to not going to be a ton of issues i don't know i don't have the product in my hand i never tested it so i don't know but, there's too uh, many people that have touched it though and that's the thing i don't i hate to say this but like some of these like i plan on going to prge this year in portland yeah and some of those guys that do YouTube are going to be there. And, you know, I all I know is that some of you guys touched it and then gave it thumbs up and then reneged on it. Yeah. Is that because you didn't like it in the first place? Or is it because uh, you wanted to join the hype train? That, that's know? the thing. And that's, that's like, come on, man. You know? That, 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 like, I think yeah. that one of the most important people to talk to about this candidly is smash jt 
you know, he seems like he had the most interaction with Tommy. And um, I feel yeah. that, uh, you know, that would be a bitter situation. $10,000 is, yeah, that's a lot. You know, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't have put that much into it. You know, I, 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 I think about like with the Polymega, I had about 500 invested. Yeah. You know, I was about to pull the plug probably about six months before it actually got into my hands. I was about done. You know, I was like, this is bullshit. The silence game, no responses, everyone getting the same automated response. I almost pulled the plug, took my money back and just said, you know, screw it, you know. And I'm really glad I didn't. I think it's one of the best things that not everyone's had their hands on yet. And I think it has a lot of potential. Um, you know, especially with Dreamcast port possibly coming for it. Um, so you got to figure if the Amico happens and it does get into people's hands, let's say it has some awesome updated ports like, you know, that Cloudy Mountain or Night Stalker or, you know, all these cool IPs that they already have. Like, I mean, Hover Force. I mean, dude, imagine an updated yeah. Hover Force. That game is... When yeah. you think about the concept of it, I mean, yeah, overhead, yeah. aerial fighting, you know, shooting stuff, you know, that's awesome. You know, that yeah, takes yeah. a lot of depth in the mind to absorb all that, you know, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just, it's just cool. And I could yeah. see with like, you know, new HD graphics, some of those IPs just being like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, 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 and you're talking to us uh, about that also because uh, we were talking about it uh, before the going live. That you you do own an Intellivision and you have more fun with it than the Atari. You were saying, right? Yeah, and I only got into it just uh, like physically collecting Intellivision. Uh, what got me started was I went to a pawn shop. I'll stop into pawn shops and I go through towns and just look around. You know, I'm not a reseller. Um, I am a collector. I do come across stuff every now and then and, you know, I'll use it for trade goods or something, you know, but I'm not out collecting to resell, but I came across, anyways, to upgrade the story, update yeah. the story. I came across a large lot of just carts, you know, my girlfriend was with me and I didn't have a lot of money at that moment. <laughs> She said, I'll get them for you. You know, they're like two bucks a piece. So I got like, probably like, you know, 30 games, you know. 30 games with the skins at two bucks a piece. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good score and I was like, I just need an Intellivision. Yeah. So I, I tracked one down on the internet, like uh, 40 bucks, you know, shipped. Um, that one had some problems with it. So uh, I tried doing a mod on it. I think it had a bad ribbon already when I tried doing the mod. So it didn't work. Uh, I got another one sitting. Um, I bought a whole new fresh mod uh up upgrade kit for it as well and cap kit and i also bought the cap kit and all that for the other one i'm going to send it off to this guy and uh computer booter by the way people i'll give that guy a shout out he streams on twitch and youtube look up computer booter he will reball your ps3 if you need it um and also does like uh console mods he's in uh carmichael california he's pretty cool look up his website Uh, not trying to give a promo, but I mean, he's worth it. You know, I think yeah. that people need to know about some of these other guys doing mods that aren't getting as much attention because yeah. the mod scene in itself is its own drama. You know, all those guys fighting amongst each other for the attention, oh, yeah. you know, a few faces and 
you know, I got respect for them all. They do a lot of cool technical work, but this guy, he's straight up legit. You know, he's like, call him up on the phone. He'll talk to you right there on stream. You know, he'll be streaming. But anyways, to go on with the story, like, I mean, I've gotten into the Intellivision stuff. Like, I just, like, I remember John Cack Hancock, you know, had this. I decided I'd get it, the Intellivania, hmm. you know. So I finally got that, and I waited probably about four months for that. Um, I got this uh, Sword and Serpents. You know, I think this looks like a pretty cool game. Um, I got... Uh, Here's another one. This one's a Intel, little beat up. Is, the guy uh, did me a deal. Support. You know? Yeah. Some yeah. He-Man. Masters of the Universe. Nice. Yeah. And then... Uh, I just got this one. Cubert. <laughs> this game's going up for some reason, dude. I have no idea why. Cubert. It's huh. crazy. Um, uh, I got the cartridge for this one. It's uh, Hover Force. So nice. this is just the manual, though. I'm just showing you the manual. Yeah. But this game... I mean, this is also on the Intellivision collection, that Hover Force for the, uh, for the PlayStation 1. And actually, that Intellivision collection, so you know on the PlayStation 1, actually has video documentaries on it. Um, what else did I get? Um, but here's one more that I can show you right now. Other than that, all the other stuff's all boxed up. I mean, I got a mm. ton, dude. Mm. This is an Electronite uh, homebrew. Nice. Um, there's this other homebrew by Electronite I really want to yeah. get. It's called The Tale of... Uh, serpents and swords or dragons and swords that game looks freaking amazing dude look that game up that will make you like shit pants that they were able to do that with the uh in television i mean it looks like zelda on steroids mm. yeah the television lives yep there's yeah. one on the ps1 as well yeah it's the yeah. same one i think oh that's the xbox right the original yeah. xbox yeah so but anyways that that uh a tale of uh, dragons and swords, you know, message that guy. He's on Kai magazine. Message that guy and tell him you want physical. Uh, I, I want a physical copy of that. That game, I mean, it, it makes Zelda, it looks like Zelda on steroids. Like I said, man, it's, it's, it's freaking amazing for a, a in television game. I, um, I saw DJC Game Studios. He did a let's play of that Intellivania game you just showed off. And like it looks really good, like it's crazy they were able to pull that off. But he was showing how the controls were difficult because on the television control pad you've got the disc, mm -hmm. and like he was having a real hard time jumping and, and, and yeah. using the whip. But yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, they're they're actually like if you get in their forums, there's a guy doing a new controller too. Like I got mm -hmm. myself on the list for that. It's. Uh, like a wide format so you got the you know control stick like a regular nes master system and then it'll have all the buttons lined out that you put the skin in and then they're numbered you know so hmm. you could see it that way interesting yep a wide format you, controller it's more accurate how do you how do you even hook up an old console like that to a modern tv how do you even do that so like i said i bought these uh mod chips they're from um uh, was it iFix Retro? No, that's a guy I had. To, I think I had that guy do work for me. Um, let me see here. 
let me look at the guy that I, I bought that from. Uh, he, I, I want to give you the name so you can search him up because he sells these these uh, these boards, and they're they're pretty small. And these I think I feel are high quality. Some of these guys are like, yeah, do it yourself, homebrew chipsets, but you don't want to mess with that. You want to mess with the nice the nicer ones. Um, gosh, I want to say it's iFix Retro. Right back. Yeah. Um. But like, would it would it in television? Like originally, when you hooked it up to TV, would it hook up to like a? Uh, so like it'll go AV? composite. Yeah, it'll. You can do a AV composite with it, and then after you do the AV composite, you run it to like a RetroTink. Yeah. Two uh, X or you know five X they have now too. And then you output to your um, HDMI source and then your capture, like if you're going to stream it. There's some guys that I've seen like over in overseas, a guy did a RGB SCART mod, but you know, you'll see this stuff in videos. You don't know if it's real or not, or if, you know, even how do you even get in touch with that guy? I mean, I know there's a guy who's doing RGB SCART possibly and a guy doing uh component possibly because like D djc game studios he did something where he was trying to take apart his television and like he started soldering and like he was having difficulty even opening the console it's like eh, it's not <laughs> even worth it you know what i mean it's it's easy to dismantle i mean like i like i said i opened that one and i did some solder and it was the first time doing solder work but there's this one you got to do on this uh ribbon and I don't, I didn't nick the ribbon. The ribbon still has continuity and all that. Like I got all the tools to do it myself. And, you know, it's just, I feel like there might've been something wrong with that console all along. Cause I did play it, uh, with the, uh, RF connection, but it was janky. You know, it didn't work all the time. I'd have to like, you know, jiggle stuff around a lot. And I think by possibly installing that board it might have it could have done something to some of the caps you know i mean i don't know but anyways i bought two new cap kits i bought uh another one of those mod kits for the video and then i'm going to send them eventually both to that guy in california and have them just overhaul both of them and then they'll be both stream ready and the one i might use is trade goods yeah. And I have uh what what else did I do? Uh the Clico. The Clico too. Hmm. Cap kits, IC chips, and uh the video out. Yeah. What are you showing off there? A pack of smokes? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pack of the ever pack of smokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I got that too. I just got that, man. And I am seriously thinking about just I got it at Best Buy. They had a deal on it. I'm thinking about sending it all back. Yeah. I I liked it at first, but when I really look at it now, I feel like the Evercade is kind of a a weak option. You know, it's really nice interface, nice uh, nice clean output, but five games a cart. I don't know, dude. I don't feel like it's worth that much. And half the games suck. I mean, half of them are like, dude, I'm not going to sit here 
and enjoy this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got only six cards for my Evercade, uh, the Atari Lynx Collection 1 and 2 and in television, because I never played in television, me. I have no mm -hmm. nostalgia for it. I wanted to try it. Uh, I could try on my Raspberry Pi, but I don't know. I thought they might be doing a better job with the controls <laughs> on this. And I, I didn't want to invest in a full in television, you know? Yep. Uh, an Amico, I would have, but uh, and I might, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it would be nice to try these. Uh, I haven't tried them yet. I, I bought it, but I, I have to. I have to try them. I tried the arcade stuff, and yeah, the menu is uh, is pretty nice. Uh, you have some monthly games as well that, that they give you for free, and, and some good things with the arcade. But uh, yeah, these uh, I watched DGC as well play them, and it seemed like a little bit funky with the controls. So I don't know. I'll try them, but I mean, it, it's just twenty bucks. I mean, you know. I don't know. I mean, I think the Intellivision collection's worth it. Um, the Jalco. Uh, collection and I think the Technos, the original Technos set is good. This one's but, really good. Yeah, good. that's the best, I think. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But I, I feel like some of those others are just not. I don't know. I mean, Mega Pet, the Mega Cat one. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it just sucks. There's only like maybe one or two good on some of those, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it just seems kind of like. Okay, so if you're going to release a batch of games, I mean, mm. why not do, like, some surveys and see what people want instead of just throwing stuff out there? Like, there's one I actually think I've seen that they did a repeat from one to the next. I'd have to... Mm. One of the I heard about that. repeated the game, and I was I like, heard about what is that. this? Yeah. yeah. They made plenty of mistakes. Uh, when OEB Pete was still there, he was uh, mentioning a few uh, a few things that were wrong with those cards. Uh uh, I mean, he's back now as ever Canadian uh, doing Evercade stuff. So uh, I might be mentioning it. I don't know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> well, they have they have a new they have a new subset out. Uh, the Evercade's got like a new one out, and I think it comes in like a red spine, or maybe it's yeah. a different color. I don't know. PK in the universe was talking about it. He wasn't too thrilled about that either, about how they're they're re-releasing games that they had released yeah. on other. Um, Packs. Whatever you want to call it, yeah, packs. Yeah, other cards. It's like at yeah. this at this point, it's like even if you want, there's some people out there that are trying to collect them all, and it's like, uh, no, I'm not doing do that. Yeah, DJC's trying to, yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I don't want to get in on that, and I just feel like the interface is nice, and the biggest option to me I see out of it is the arcade releases, like the yeah. dark the dark tower or whatever that was, the two hack and slash. Uh, RPGs was at the Technos box set, yeah. I think. Yeah, those two were awesome. But yeah, there's just like Bad Dudes was cool, but there's just some that are just not not worth my time. Yeah, I'm definitely not collecting them all for the uh, for the the Evercade. Yeah, Barcelona, I have that on Xbox too. Uh, I'm uh, I'm just gonna get what I what I feel is worth it, but uh, yeah. I'd like them to release a Master System collection for the Evercade. I've been bugging them about that. They liked my comment, so does that mean anything? Probably not, but who knows? Uh, I, I think Sega should just keep doing what they're doing and not do that and release their own like Master System Mini. Yeah, but th that's the thing. Will they ever do that? Because Sega has been ignoring their 8-bit catalog for 
a while now, for a long, long time. So at least 10 years. So if they're not going to do it, maybe Blaze can do it. I don't know. Are you are you guys going to get that Genesis Mini, the new one? Are you going to order it? You are, eh? Yeah, <laughs> pre-ordered. And he pre-ordered. Uh, can you, you can pre-order it, apparently, because you're in Canada. Yeah, I, I know. I noticed that after I put that video out. But um, it's funny, though, because I, I talked to you about this, but they're saying the reason why the shipping is so expensive is because they have to import it from Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the original was from Japan as well. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they produced it in the U.S., yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's weird. Uh, well, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of yeah. If you need a U.S. address, just send it to me, and I'll I'll send it to you. Because it's 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 crazy. Like Europe wants it too. Australia, Canada, you know. Well, I think it the the I know you guys talked about it earlier. I wasn't here, but I, I actually kind of think the lineup of games on that console looks more attractive to me than the original Genesis Mini. It just looks more eclectic. It's got outrun outrunners. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. So if you and um, Cody was saying it's just one per customer. So yeah, if you want one, uh, just send it here. And I'll send it to you because I can't you already, order two. Did you already pre-order? Yeah. I I think it's one. Like I said, I ordered it on the app, just blind searching, and then I watched the guy's YouTube video, and he put the link in the description and I clicked that link and I was using my cell phone. So when I clicked the link, I had to log into Amazon um, with the browser, you know, for some reason it didn't force the app open and uh, it opened with the browser and the, the browser said I already ordered one and it was like one per customer. And I don't know if that was because it was forcing over the app or something i don't know i mean so it's because you test that to verify again but from probably because you use his link one it's probably because you use his link yeah mm. yeah i'm betting it's one per customer because they they were trying to really restrict the, the amount I mean, i'll tr try it right now i'll take a look and, and well it's because they're trying to they're trying to combat scalping but it's yeah, not gonna at least somebody's trying to combat scalping. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, what were we saying? Uh, uh, I can show that. Um, yeah. For Diamico, um, just to just to end on that. Uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna talk about it much until they release <laughs> something. And. Uh, Hope for the best. That's all I can say. Because you love you you love talking about the Amico. That's what the bread and butter of your channel is. That's all you talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, here it is. Here it is, bro. Right here it says, Amazon's uh, quote: "There was a problem with some of the items in your order." Um, it yeah. says, "For sales in North America only." Uh, we're sorry. This item has a limited purchase quantity. We have changed your purchase quantity to the maximum allowable. And that's because I already made one confirmed purchase and I tried to just make another confirmed purchase. So it must be checking your purchase log. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you that's can only get one. So I, like I said, man, you know, if you're going to have FOMO about this, you better do it now because, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it's not going to be easy to get. I mean, you look at the original, like it came out, let's, 
it was like a year later, year and a half later, I was looking to get a second unit. And uh, it might have been two years later. Anyways, I was going to get a second unit and hack it. And um, you can't find them. I looked, I looked on Target. I looked on Walmart. I looked everywhere. You could not get it uh, firsthand from a retailer anymore. Well, they and still have you, them in Canada here. They're they're at Walmart here in Canada. Really? Uh, the Genesis Mini. Yeah. Oh, they're collecting dust. Yeah, they're not like they're not moving. They're just hmm. sitting on the sh yeah. How much? How much do they sell them up there for? I don't know how much they are. Seventy, eighty bucks. So at one point, out. they're on. They were on sale at one point because I paid like forty bucks for mine, but then they just went back up to the regular retail. So. Right. That's interesting because I couldn't find it. I I tried everywhere, dude. I I tried GameStops. I tried really Walmart. I tried Target. I tried Target. Amazon. Nobody had it firsthand. And everybody yeah. else secondhand prices. They wanted more than retail. Are you are are you in Seattle? You're not in Seattle, eh? No, I'm in Montana. Montana. Oh, okay, okay. As you say, you could drive over a Vancouver there and pick up a copy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gonna go to PRGE then? I'm not in Vancouver. <laughs> oh, he's in Ottawa. Oh, I see. I see. Go to go to Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got two uh, Genesis Mini at Target for twenty bucks each. So you got one twenty model, bucks. Twenty US, yeah. So I wasn't gonna say no to that. Yeah. Why did you buy two of them? Yeah, one that I hacked, and the other one I kept original. That's for what 20, I wanted to do. For $20, man. You hoarder. <laughs> yeah, no. Sega stuff maybe a little bit, but that's all. <laughs> you probably didn't take the shrink wrap off of it. I, I did what, sorry? You probably didn't take the shrink wrap off of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it off. I, I have to admit, I thought I thought twi twice, you know. I'm like, am I going to redo this? But, uh, Did you no, guys I, get the uh, Mega Drive version of it, the the Japanese version of it, though? No, I didn't. And see, I didn't know about it either, uh, that they actually did a whole separate uh, version with different games. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was going to, I thought it was like the Turbo Graphic. It had the same games on it all the way from either region. You just need to do the button to flip it, you know, to see the different games on it. Yeah. Well, it comes to find out the Mega Drive Japanese version. Sorry, I keep looking down there because I just got it like probably a month ago. It was lost in the mail too, dude. DHL lost it. I had to like do a claim and they finally found it. I almost lost it in the mail, but it has different games on it, you know? It a couple a different, different games. Yeah. Yep. It has enough. Like I played this strategy game. I could figure it out, dude. Um, that, that strategy game you're using like tanks and troops to fight each other. And like it'll have these two screens cut pop up and it shows them like shooting at each other. And it has this really cool music. I mean, for a, a Genesis strategy game, it's like, dude, that's badass. I can't believe they didn't bring that to the US. Hmm. So yeah. it has some cool uh some cool games on it. And I think the thing that really drew me to the system too is that uh Yuzo Kashiro made the backtracks the track for it, yeah. you know, the background music. So yeah. I'm kind of interested to know if he did another, if he's going to do another loop on the Genesis 2. Yeah. You know, they yeah. haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. That's a good question. Apparently there's apparently there's a, an unreleased 
game that's coming out on it too. They haven't announced it yet. I wonder what that's going to be. Yeah, there's uh, going to be 30 more games, I believe, announced. Well, one of, one of them is going to be an unreleased game that that was never released again. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I know uh, the. Um, oh, we were showing them before. Uh, we mentioned a, a couple already that haven't been released yet. Uh, how many games? Hmm? How many games are going to be on this thing? Uh, fif- at least fifty. They said fifty uh, plus bonuses. So uh, they probably don't know all the games yet. But yeah, like Star Mobile, it's uh, it's unreleased here, uh, and there's a few Japanese uh, games like uh, yeah, Night Striker and Ninja Warriors. So, yeah, they haven't even shown half the catalog. Yeah, they're at twenty three. Yeah, Alien Soldier is also not a Genesis game. Uh, that should have been, dude. That's one of those games yeah. that just makes you wonder why did that not come out in the U.S. I mean, Treasure. Yeah, it's like. That makes no sense. Indeed. No, that, that's a really good game. It was released on Nintendo Switch Online not long ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a rare game. And, uh, yeah, like you said uh, earlier, CG, uh, all the Outrun and Virtual Racing. Oh, it's a really interesting system. Yeah, I pre-ordered one because I don't know if, if they have a limited quantity. So I don't want to miss out on it. But, uh, yeah. If you... Uh... If you if you watched Digital Foundry's weekly podcast this week, uh, towards the end of the podcast, some one of their Patreons popped the question to all the uh, the guys on the panel. Um, you know, which console do you prefer now in twenty twenty two when you look back, the Genesis or the uh, or the SNES? And I th- I think all three of them said the Genesis. <laughs> they all said they preferred it. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I saw. Now that you say it. Yeah, That's but they have cool, totally though. different libraries, right? So it's just so hard to compare the two. But yeah. you know, I knew a lot of guys like in my era that were into the Super NES. You know, everybody was into the Super NES, the RPGs, the you know the Super Metroid. I always thought it was intriguing to go over to a friend's and watch them play Super Metroid. You know, the Final Fantasy game. I think that God, I had this friend go over there to his house and check on him, and he'd be playing. That Final Fantasy, I think, is it three with the little red box art and it has the Moogle on it. I think that was Final Fantasy three. Anyways, he'd be playing the shit out of that, and like, I didn't just pay any attention to it. You know, it was like boring. You know, we were like, dude, let's go. You know, let's go skate or something. And like, you know, <laughs> he uh, he would sit there and play that and just like slough us off. And he finally beat the game. Then he started coming out. But I mean, I never. Paid much attention to the super, uh, super NES, you know. It just a lot of the guys I knew had it. They'd play like techno football and you know Mario Brothers. But when it came to the Genesis, I feel like the games were a little more gritty, you know, like a little more realistic in the attempt of pushing realism with the graphics, you know. Super yeah. Metroid though is a good game. I will say that yeah. much. I I had that as a kid when it came out brand new, and man, that was such a good game. Like, there's nothing on the Genesis that, in my opinion, is that good. Yeah. In my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I get you there. Like, I did a playthrough of Super Metroid. It was like 20, 2019, I think, was the last time I played, played it through. And I got the, you know, I got the Genesis or the NES Mini and the SNES Mini, you know. 
And I feel like those have the most important games that I need, you know, not to mention I do have, um, I don't know if you've heard of a Retro Freak console. Um, I have a Retro Freak and I had a lot of Super NES that I had amassed from just picking up carts here and there. And my buddy brought his carts over too. And we, we ripped them to my system. You know, I ripped all my stuff and his games and, uh... Mm. Um, I had a large NES collection going at one time too, and I got rid of all that and I ripped all that to it. And so, I mean, I got quite a bit of, you know, Nintendo stuff too, but it's just not my, I didn't grow up with it. So I don't feel like it's something I need to be, uh, letting my mind get wrapped into when I like the Genesis and Sega Master System and, yeah. and Saturn, you know, and Sega CD, I never had those growing up. So when I play those, it's all like new experiences and exciting to me because it was like, I always wanted one and I just never, never did it. You know, after Genesis, I went straight to, um, uh, PlayStation, you know, I got a PlayStation and there was like, when I got a PlayStation, I mean, it already been out a couple of years too, you know? So, I think there was a little gap in there where I wasn't playing games. I was going through, obviously, you know, partying stage, you know, fresh young adult type thing. But <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And uh, here, Yorgo is saying what Mini should Sega do next? Sega Master System, Saturn, or Dreamcast? For me, is the Master System. What do you guys think? Master System. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to see that. It's too niche. There's nobody outside our bubble would buy that, I don't think. Nobody really... I know that pain, pains for me to say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be awesome about that, though, is if they did um, the actual Mark III versions, too, with the uh, FM, you know, released all the FM options... Because the nice thing about that Retro Freak that I do have, you have to buy an adapter, and it says on it, it's a, you know, straight up everything's in Japanese on it. It'll it'll rip your uh, Mark III games, and um, it'll also rip Master System, Game Gear, and SG-1000. But in, in the internal settings on the system, you can turn <clears throat> the audio on. So you pretty much have a system that'll do... Let's say you get your U.S. ROMs on there, you can actually play the ROMs of the U.S. games that had the FM built into it, you know. And the FM audio is extremely, uh, I think, impressive because it sounds better than, like, the base of the NES, you know. I think if they would have put more time into the FM uh, programming and brought it to the U.S., I think that yeah. would have brought... Uh, more attention to the master system overall yeah. because of the, the audio capability. You know, I, I think one of the things on the NES was, you know, it had some good audio capability, yeah. you know? Yeah. Completely agree. And me uh, right, right now, I only play with the FM sound, uh, whether it's on emulation or on the analog mega SG. Uh, and, and it's hard for me if I was to plug back a, the, the original console, the North American console, will be back to go hard to go back to the uh, to, to its original sound compared to the FM. Uh, 
Uh, I, I would need to buy an original Japanese master system otherwise because it's really too good with the FM sound. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is really cool. Like, Owa's definitely, you know, I've followed Owa's collecting the actual hardware for the FM and, uh, you know, messing around with it. And I, I love the sound of the, the bassy noises and the, like, horn noises and the, the ticks, you know? I mean, it's, it's monumental. Yeah. It almost sounds like a early computer audio versus uh, a console. You know, it almost yeah. sounds like early computer audio, which is yeah. great, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Agree, agree. Big Retro Show is saying indeed it was. Final Fight was the bomb too, and so was Final Fantasy 2 and 3. Uh, Yurigo S says, at both growing up in their prime, and the SNES was, I just enjoyed it more. Yeah, I, I mean, there's... Plenty of great game on, on the the Super NES as well, but uh, I don't know. For me, it's it's personal, but it's the it's the Genesis. They're just with the just the games on there, it's more my my jam. I, I guess if you like RPG, then maybe the the SNES would be more for you. But I'm less of an RPG, especially before. I'm getting more into RPG nowadays than I used to be, because I was not into RPG at all. So. Uh, or shooters even. Uh, so I was playing all these platformers on, on the Genesis, the sports games, um, the, um, uh, the 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 uh, what, what's the name for it? The like alien soldier type of thing. Um, uh, the, the racing games. Oh, uh, you you like the Genesis because it has Outrun. That's the only yeah. reason. <laughs> and Outrun. I mean, it's the console that has Outrun. Virtual <laughs> that's racing. I, that's what I'm with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So, what do you? What did you think about the uh, Master System 3D? Either yeah. of you guys. I mean, what did what did you guys think of it? Yeah, it's 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 avant-garde huh? for for its time. I mean, uh, like there's Outrun 3D as well. By the way, uh, I mean it's. Nintendo didn't do that at the time. It's, it was revolutionary. You, you saw that and you're like... And th this is what Sega was doing all the mm -hmm. time. They were uh, avant-garde. Same with the 32X. Same with the Sega CD. We can laugh about it that it's... Oh, it's a super expensive add-on that you have to plug in. And the 32X, it's a big mushroom that you have to put in. But at the time, uh, yeah, you had to add the money. But if you had it... You were the first person, maybe in your in your village, to have a CD-ROM player, games on CD, you know, and with all these music and uh, all these features. So they were always um, better than Nintendo in that sense, that technological sense. And and on the Master System, having the the 3D thing, it was it was incredible. It was absolutely <laughs> mind blowing at the time. The the NES had a 3D game though. Rad Racer was in 3D. Was it? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Famicom. Famicom. I read had a 3D system, but I didn't 3D hear glass. about that until just a probably a couple years ago. I didn't know. I knew about, about the Virtual Boy, but I didn't know that the um, NES had anything 3D. I, like I just, it's just the the glasses you put on the red and blue glasses. Yeah. 3D glasses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Okay, I that, didn't know they did that too. That's what Outrun 3D is, isn't it? It's just the 3D glasses. Yeah, but the, yeah. you, yeah, yeah, but the, the game is made for it. Uh, yeah, 20 frames per second is the only thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like I, I can tell you, like I, I've been seeing guys actually play it on Twitch. You know, last couple years, I've seen it appear a couple times at least, and that Space Harrier 3D, and that's the last one I played all the way through. With uh, I, I sat probably the distance I am from my monitor right now of a CRT. So I remember I sat on the end of my bed. It was in, uh, it was in my my bedroom. I had a little TV in there, and I would put a retro game in there and like this is you know i was playing ps2 you know already so this was just something to experience it because i never had the 3d glasses growing up so uh and i had the master system set up and uh um yeah. um i had the master system set up and then i had the 3d glasses and i put that space harrier in and i remember that tv i had had the uh 3.5 millimeter audio jack on the front so i put headphones in too mm. and uh the 3d glasses and i played it like that and like dude that looked impressive you yeah, know yeah. i mean it, it was uh it was a pretty cool play like that you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah no that, that was cool um maybe we should hop in because it's been a while uh already uh, almost two hours in the stream the next subject uh, was uh, the WADA uh, grading, Golden Heritage Auctions and all that. <laughs> it's a subject that I, I, I like. I like better talking about that than, than the Amico uh, because I think everybody should be talking about that personally. Uh, let, let's start with you first, um, Master Welsh. What, did you, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, the, uh, the grading? Yeah. the grading systems yeah i don't know man i mean it's intriguing it's really intriguing i think uh like you know obviously i met the water guys before they got big it was like 2018 when i met those guys and i, I told them some stuff i had to submit back then and they're like yeah just turn them in man see what happens and i never mm -hmm. did it and now i've seen some of that stuff go like crazy expensive hmm. but yeah you got WADA and then you got VGA, which is another one they do. They combine yep. with somebody else and they do comics and cards and stuff too. But I think there is definitely some uh, value in his value in history to that. But <coughs> it's just, I'm sure some of it might have seemed scamish. But then again, when you think about sealed stuff that's legitly sealed, that's 30, 40 years old, I mean, what makes these games any different from let's say a rare coin you know i don't i don't see any difference i mean there's probably more real gold in those old cartridges or you know high fine metals versus some of the electronics we're getting these days yep you know uh so i mean you got to think about all the old aspects of how much work that went into manufacturing them and you know the old hand-drawn art and then you know the capabilities of computers to actually generate the art digitally if they did it digitally you know uh so i could see the value of seals and uh you know then the next step is like wada you know wada is sold exclusively on heritage 
well, why is VGA not allowed to sell exclusively on Her- on Heritage either? I mean, that's the part I don't like is is the connection there. It's like, if it's a graded product, you know, just sell it anywhere. Like Golden, yeah. I say Golden because Golden, man, I seen somebody sell a sealed, uh, God, was it a Castlevania game? I think it was a Castlevania game sealed. It went for like less than a hundred dollars because nobody knows about it. It's like, dude, you just got screwed because you sent that game in to get graded and you know, it's going to cost money to grade it. You're having somebody touch it, touch it with care, you know, look at any flaws and look at like, Hey man, he knows as he's holding it, that that's going to make somebody more money more than likely in the future, you yeah. know? And, um, I feel like this one I seen sell on golden, it was under a hundred bucks, and I was like, "Dude!" I immediately got in there, and I was like, "Dude, what do you? What happened here? What the heck happened here? You know, it's like, yeah, you, you just, how do you make this stuff sell to the right people and not put your stuff on a trusted source like that to get screwed? You know, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people to go to Facebook groups to sell that stuff, and like, there's dudes, you know, there's more." legit sales of that higher end sealed stuff going through Facebook groups now and thousands, you know, thousands of dollars. But it's it's just an interesting concept. You know, like I have a couple sealed master system. Like I have a sealed copy of uh, golden ax, you know, Mm -hmm. with some original store, uh, you know, security strips on it and stuff. And, I leave yep. it on there. They try to clean that stuff up. I got a Dick Tracy original U.S. copy, which is like, you know, just to get a copy of that Dick Tracy game is hundreds, you know. So I've almost thought about just putting that in a, in capsule, you know, and like, I don't want to say I would get into like selling something like that, but I mean, I'll know I'll never play it, you know. Yeah. So why not sell it, make, you know, pick up another copy of the expensive open copy that i can play yeah i mean the only reason i haven't opened it is because of that you know and i've had that now for probably about five years and with the skyrocketing stuff it's like man you know i i made the mistake of opening a a, a sealed copy of starflight starflight yeah it had everything (laughs) in it too and i'm just like i should have never opened that you know i bet you that thing would be worth bank but it don't matter. I mean, I, I haven't done that yet. I haven't made any money on it, so I, I don't know. But, uh, like, I have a couple in television, yeah. you know, sealed. Yeah, and yeah. even even sealed in television is getting crazy, you know. Yeah. I'm, I've been seeing, like, the two D&D games that I have sealed are anywhere from 500 to to 1,000 if I grade them. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh <laughs> get so much to say on this do you uh do you have any thoughts uh cam on this no not really um we've been seeing the same sort of thing for years uh in the classic car world where uh auctions are selling cars based on having a laundry list of historical data on the car and every single receipt every owner all the oil changes all the repairs, and you see them go to the auction for these ridiculous prices. 
I don't know. Usually you can go out and buy the same car privately somewhere for a lot less. I, I find these auction houses, they just sort of drive the prices up even more, I guess. I don't know. I don't have a lot. Yeah. To, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of WADA and uh, this auction house you're mentioning. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, so one of the thing is that they have the same owners, the, those auction houses as WADA. They, they're hand in hand together uh that's a conflict of interest yeah yeah there's literally conflict of interest everywhere they have conflict of interest with the resellers some of the resellers are employees of theirs um it's like the carolina collection uh is one of the owners of what i grades it was selling that at some point and uh there's carl jobs a big youtuber who's uncovered uh most of that uh and now it's but it's it's still going on. There's still uh, what are graded games that are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're not rare, and a seal is a seal is a seal. If the game is sealed, hasn't had any damage, in my opinion, uh, there's no reason why uh, a regular Sonic game that has nothing special to it, okay, it's sealed is not damaged. Why should it sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars? Because it has a water grading of 9.8, whereas all the others are like maybe 9.6 maximum. It's because the guy who's selling it is part of WADA or Heritage Auction or whatever, and it, or a friend of theirs, or they made a deal in private, you know, under the table or whatever. And it's just a gigantic scam. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason why these games should sell like that. If it's a Nintendo World, um, uh, what's what's the name of it? Like the the Nintendo World competition, whatever cartridge, like a super rare thing, or like the the knockout boxing that Wasrim got, I understand that. But like here, I'm checking eBay right now. James Buster Douglas knockout boxing, what I graded nine point six. It's super rare, super super rare, five thousand dollars. But you will go see a regular Mario. A regular Mario 64, a regular Sonic 1, and you will see that for $300,000. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get you there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, the, the thing is, is like, Mar you know, Nintendo has its own following, though. I mean, with their collectors. I mean, yeah, I mean, but... seriously, like, I never had Nintendo growing up. So, I mean, all the stuff that comes packed in those, I mean, people just threw those boxes away. I never yeah. seen a guy that ever had those boxes when I went to their house for NES. So, I mean, I could see a big deal about somebody keeping those boxes, but uh, 300000 though, not really. And, and I don't feel like, you know, like the sealed uh, Genesis stuff or even, even Master Systems or, yeah, Master System stuff, you know, why doesn't that get the same amount of attention? It's because it just wasn't as popular. But like you said, the Bo Buster Douglas rare release, has a celebrity on it. Yeah. You know, even more rare than Mike Tyson in probably Total Mints, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why? What I, what I graded 9.6, five grand. Uh, so, they, you know, that, that should be the maximum, in my opinion. And there shouldn't be anything uh, uh, more than that. But, um, you know, we need to make that guy, we need to make that guy rich. You know, hell with that 5,000. <laughs> Let's get that guy. Let's show some Sega power. 
yeah. tell him four three three hundred fifty G right now water graded <laughs> extremely rare. You'll never see another copy of this in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this guy rich. Make it go viral. Shit. I'm tired of this. Yeah. I'm afraid <laughs> to do that. <laughs> You know, and, and that said, too, like, I have some sealed Sega CD, dude, you know? Yeah. You but, know, and, some nice of the cardboard crisp boxes, you know? Yeah. Some sealed 32X crisp box. I mean, but, that's and, what I mean, dude. I got a few seals, you know? I got some rare, uh, or some maybe sought-after PS2, like some, uh, like, uh, what the heck's that one? It's a... Uh, Binary Domain, is that what it was? Was that the or the robot one for the PS3 by Sega? Uh, binary something. Um, and then um, uh, PS2, Shin Megami Shin, Tensei, Shin Megami Tensei games, yeah. uh, the Captain Radinoff or whatever. It was the side series. There was the two games where you played as the train conductor. One of those games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and I mean, I, I, I know that people are going crazy for that stuff too, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I've thought about just putting that stuff all in a box and sending it to them and saying here and throw it up on the marketplace and just put some elaborate number on it and see if I can get rich, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. But, but the, my, my, my problem is here is that because you don't know these guys personally, you're not friends with them. You you will get a, a regular water graded. Sometimes they give like perfect condition games bad grading, and they give poor condition games good grading because they're friends with these guys. So that's what I don't like with them. Like insider uh, trading, yeah, yeah. And I get what you're saying there, uh, but you know? I mean none of that was ever has ever been officially confirmed though. And some of those guys selling and getting the. High bucks ain't always connected to them. There might have been one guy that was, I think, that was connected to them that they could say or see. But that'd be like anybody working for like GameStop and saying, "Okay, I know this is worth yeah. money. I'm gonna do yeah. it." You know, they just don't have yeah. rules within their company about it, and yeah. I don't see why they would. I mean, if the guy spent yeah. his own money, yeah. did it. Sorry, I mean, it goes through the system and gets graded like that. I mean, we've seen it happen more than once, and not every one of those guys are WADA people. You know, no, I mean, no, that's but... one of those scenarios where it could be people are just getting excited and making a conspiracy story, you know? Yeah, but in this case, like, a lot of what you see on Golden and Heritage Auction, uh, like, it comes out like just that Sonic game and... You see that there, there's an article that after that had come and, and Carl Jobs talks about it and, and shows all the proof that I don't remember right now, but you can see in his videos. And it's when they're that expensive, usually it's because uh, they were involved with, with WADA. Uh, I, I've, I've never seen one like that. It was that like those big sales. Uh, they were like uh, close to a million dollars and whatever that were legit. Uh, now, I'd love to see a story of that, though. Like, instead of keeping it all secret, I mean, I feel like if you... I mean, they're treating it like diamonds, obviously, if you're not telling who bought it. But I feel like some of the, one of those guys should come out who actually bought it and explain why they did that 
and uh it, it was legit you know so then people's stories might quit i mean let's yeah. face it i mean they're saying there's more millionaires than ever right now you know in the world yeah. so we don't know i mean it could have been elon musk buying those you know yeah. that'd be a drop in the bucket to him you know for yeah. his own uh his own desire to have it you know and to have fun with it and get people excited yeah. you know what i mean yeah sure sure but but until now those big uh, sales of those zelda mario 64 and all that and that sonic the the what came out was that it was themselves that purchased the the game to inflate the market yeah. That's the problem. That it's it's never been legit. The, the big sales I'm talking about, like that that I'm sure that James Buster Douglas at five grand is legit. I'm sure if you grade yourself and you sell it, of course it's going to be legit. But if you grade your super rare Sega CD game, that's the thing. You're going to be uh, reaching a plateau at a few grands, which is not what you would expect when you read those magazines that you see like a regular Mario. Selling it for a million bucks, you know what I mean? Well, that, my, the thing is, though, too, is they yeah. they also put it in heritage auction. Yeah, I mean that's high roller shit. You know, yeah. I've signed up for it, and I just no, you know, I mean I I couldn't afford it. You know, hmm. it just gets steamrolled by the rich guy two bids in. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Are, is John Hancock rich? Well, he will be once he sells his collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, with his possessions, he's technically rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even you, you are. If you own like an entire uh, Master System set, you're gonna get rich, man. No, well, no, no need to grade them water. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how many games I got last count was. Close to two thousand across all systems that I'm collecting for, you know, like uh, PS One, uh, PS Two, Xbox, yeah, uh, Genesis, Master System. Like I, I got the green screen up because you know my collection's all. I've been actually giving it some treatment, buying bins, putting it in bins, by the system, uh, and then. Uh, putting like uh, you know dryer pellets and stuff in there to keep it moisture out and locking it down until I can get another studio set up and um, mm. when I eventually do that and that's why I was saying I want to do like the video stuff you know in the future showing off my collection a little closer and um, yeah yeah I mean it's it's a lot and I know I could sell it all now you know I could probably be like hey dude 100g take it all i'm not gonna listen to you try to haggle me you either want it or you don't i, I mean that's the type of guy i'd be you know because i'd look at you know you figure how many thousand dollar games you have all you need to do is have a thousand well how many 500 well let's keep breaking it down you know how many 200 dollar games do you have i mean that'll all add up quick yeah predator what Concrete jungle. <laughs> that's off yeah. the hook dude that's awesome. I got the goat right here. Sonic 3 sealed? Oh, I yeah. used to have that. Yeah. Tiger Electronics. Yeah. 
but uh yeah <clears throat> so uh, yeah i don't know um i just and i don't i don't know if because if you grade something that's sealed like that and i mean you you should totally do it if you get some valuable things and you can sell them for a good price mm-hmm. but uh as a buyer i i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that because the those water boxes you can't open them i think they're like sealed forever kind of yeah yeah and uh you don't know what's inside sometimes like you remember that big youtuber who was selling pokemon cards uh graded as well i forgot what his name logan paul i believe okay and inside he had gi joe cards uh and he was saying that for millions of dollars, right? And people were saying that your pack isn't legit, your your box doesn't, like there's something on the barcode that doesn't make sense, but it was graded and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it had been sold over and over and over. And he was saying that for, I think, $5 million. And uh, yeah, they, they opened it because, he, you know, he's rich, the guy, he's, uh, he's got like... Uh, I don't know, like 20 million YouTubers, uh, followers or something like that. Sure. And uh, yeah, so it was G.I. Joe cards in the box, <laughs> not the rare Pokemon cards. So you never know. Me, I, I, you know, it could be an empty box there in the water, in the water box, you know. I, I'm not a fan of these things. I prefer to buy um, a game that I can open the box. And yeah, I see the cartridge inside. The cartridge might be... A repro as well you don't know but then you can unscrew the cartridge and look okay the board is legit or not that's the only time that you can know really if you bought something that's real or if it's a repro because yeah. if you buy that box sealed how do you know it's not a repro you know yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, mean, I see what you're saying there for sure on the seals and but i mean that's when you would just you know take your chance and you know do the grading thing i I feel like the grading process you know uh i don't know even know how their experts know to read the plastics like if they're doing some kind of carbon dating even you know you figure carbon dating would probably be able to tell them but i mean shit you figure you come across you know a dried out brittle plastic it just breaks apart like those intellivision ones i know those are original because it's weird when I was looking at history, the Intellivision ones, it was just an ugly seal. Mm. You know, it was really ugly. It wasn't like some refined process, you know. I think what you figured they were doing that in little backroom garages or something, you know, and uh it wasn't a it wasn't a pretty thing. And yeah. some of this stuff now where all these guys like I'm in some of these sealed groups and they're they're like there's some guys in there with some history and no you know, like, hey, is this legit? You know, was it sealed like this, the H seam thing and all that? Yeah. And knowing how the flaps were actually done. And that would probably be by knowing, like, how the actual machines mechanically worked in the time so they can see, you know, backward seals and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's a tough it's a tough thing. I know for a fact that those Master System ones I have are original seals, though. Mm-hmm. I mean... It has the store stickers, you know, the KB yeah. stickers, you know. I got some Game Gear KB stickers. I yeah. mean, that's how you know it's legit. And then you get yeah. all these guys that are like, oh, well, we don't like the store stickers. Take them off. And it's like, dude, if you're going to sell me something, it's got stickers on it. 
I'm going to feel that's legit, you know, especially yeah. when it's got the KB and the slash marks. So, you knew mm-hmm. it's regular price at one time, you know, uh, like even one of those in television ones I got, it was uh, Sears, Sears yeah. discount, mm-hmm. you know, stickers on it. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like stickers have a lot more uh, validness and history than somebody yeah. who says, oh, clean them. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, although I will, I will say to be fully honest that, uh, that that again that Pokemon box had some also some some stickers and stuff to make it look more authentic, but maybe not like Sears one and you know those we know about, but it was supposed to be authentic. It had almost everything perfect, but like tiny details uh, that were not adding up, and. Uh, yeah, like stickers like that. Yeah, it's hard to reproduce. It's 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 good to have that. Yeah, absolutely. What game is that? Uh, so it's a shoot 'em up. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Kudomenius, the Xbox. No hmm. It's not that good. It's it's okay. It's not bad. Never heard of it. I remember, like when I had 360, I had a few of the. I bought a few of the shmups on there, like. Uh, Trigger Heart Alexa, uh, I think you could have got, was it Steam Hearts? I think you could have got one of the Hearts games somehow, like maybe a down one that they made for the Xbox Arcade. Uh, God, this other one is freaking awesome by Hudson. Um, and awesome. Omega 5. Oh, Omega yeah. Omega 5, dude, that is a cool-ass game. I loved how it had like the vibrant laser colors and stuff, and everything actually looked uh semi-legit like nothing didn't look at a place like some of those shooters like they'll have really cool vibrant colors but then the sprites are too damn big or the ship's too big and bulky you know i mean when it comes to playing a shooter i'm definitely like uh looking at that you know like i see a lot of shooters people are releasing these days on current consoles and i'm like that's hot garbage it just looks (laughs) stupid you know yeah yeah i'll tell you one of the best recent uh um, modern uh, shooters, I think that might have been overlooked, is uh, Soldner X. If you've ever played Soldner X, it came out on PlayStation Three, um, early life PlayStation Three, uh, probably like 2010, uh, and then Soldner X Two came out. Final prototype or Soldner X Two came out. It's probably like five years later. You know, and then it came out with an add-on called Final Prototype, I believe. Or was Final Prototype the name of Soldner X1? Anyways, <laughs> there was an add-on for Soldner X2. And then they, they also released that one on the Vita, a, a copy of it. And I really liked the music in it, and I was in touch with the composer. His name is Raphael Dill. He is from Germany, and uh, the music in it is fantastic. It's freaking awesome. I mean... The studio that is known as um, SideQuest was involved with it. And, uh, shit, what's the other one? They're still they're still very big. They're doing, uh, they got a Twitch channel. And all the games they're doing on it now just don't even look the same as, as what that was. But, uh, anyways, Raphael Dill is, as far as I know, I'd been bugging him, like, you guys can do uh, Soldner X3, and 
the company basically came out and said, well, it's going to cost us a million dollars. You know, we can't, you know, we can't justify that, you know, just to do it. Yeah. And it's the same company that made, uh, shit. Oh, they did a isometric RPG game too. Um, oh, I can't think of it. I got the physical copies. I did the Kickstarter for the, uh, soundtrack for it as well. But anyways, Raphael Dill actually sent me a signed promo poster that's a framed image of Soldner X2, and he signed it. And, like, if you've ever just, like, I bought the soundtracks to those, and it's just it's just awesome. I, all I can say is go get, play Soldner X1, and just really take in the music, and then Soldner X2 take in the music and you will be like dude this guy is an awesome ass composer i mean i I bs with him every now and then on uh his uh instagram stuff he actually runs a uh company over in germany now where they do uh uh like uh natural plastics you know like cups and and stuff it's totally different totally totally uh, different from gaming altogether, but it's like a sustainable plastics, biodegradable, you know, sells, sells coffee cups, you know? So I don't know. It's, yeah. it's cool, but I mean, definitely check out Soldner X. Yeah. Hey, that's a, that Omega five game you're talking about. John Linneman from digital foundry was talking about that recently. Um, it never got a physical release. Hey, eh? so if you didn't download that, back in the day on xbox live your sol you can't get it anymore it's gone <laughs> yeah welcome to the oh, digital so world you can't you can't download it anymore that's gone it's it's vaporware or it's gone yeah they took it off the xbox oh, store because he wanted to he wanted to like use it for one of his videos but like he couldn't go back and, and get a copy because it's no longer available damn they need to do a physical release of that uh, a rehash and do all systems because who was the who was the maker of that was it hudson hudson soft yeah, yeah i mean that one is i feel like deserves a second chance you know so he was saying the, the obscurity of like the xbox network versus the playstation network at the time like soldner x1 you know that is they never did a physical copy of it you know, I got Soldner X2. Um, I did a, I got a physical copy through, uh, I want to say Play Asia, and I've seen, I've never seen the PS4 release anywhere else. They did a, a pretty, you could find the Vita, physical copy of that game, but the PS4 one was like a, a, a small run. And I got one of those, and I'm so glad I did because it came in a awesome packaging. And like, I feel like it's going to be one of those shooters that one day it'll be breakthrough. Like, oh, this game was cool, you know, but nobody knew about it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I saw it's thirteen dollars uh, Canadian on the PlayStation uh, uh, store. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna get that. It's like ten US. Yeah, I mean, the composer's history, Raphael Dill's history, spans from the Commodore 64, uh, <laughs> like uh, enthusiast projects, you know, doing music on it. And, like, 
I even bought some of those old soundtracks that had his works in it because I liked his music so much. And there was this one called Jupiter was the name of it. And, like, God, it just, like, it was great stuff to do stuff on the computer because I was in college at the time. And, like, you could listen to that stuff and, like, focus on your work and take in these odd sounds. And, like, he was just awesome. You know, he had other games that he did music for on the, uh, God, what else? It was just stuck in my mind, too. Uh, Commodore 64. Uh, shit. I don't know. He he did another one, a soundtrack for another game. Uh, Something Skies. It was on the PS4. They did two uh, versions of it. Rainbow Skies, I think. Rainbow Moon. Yeah, Rainbow Moon. Yep, he did that. Um, and I bought the, uh, vinyl version. They recomposed it on vinyl and I got a piano, you know, set on vinyl of, of the rainbow moon games. And, uh, you know, it's just, he's just a great, great composer and music's a very big thing to me when it comes to video games. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, me too. Music, uh, can, can absolutely destroy a game or make it uh, a classic in my opinion so uh, oh i know what it was he was involved with the uh i think it was neo geo cd stuff and then it was like gun lord uh he did some stuff with the remakes of gun lord and then last hope and um a couple others yeah, yeah. yep yeah, I mean, he is he is badass. Have you have you heard the composer uh, for the Sega Genesis there, Barry Leach? I don't know. I kind of dug around on the uh, Master System. Um, let me see here. I have it. He, he did he did like uh, Lotus SMS. Two. What game? Well, he did a lot of games, but he did he did like Lotus Two, Lotus Three for the Genesis. Okay. Uh, he did a lot of good stuff on Sega Genesis, but he was one of the few guys that could tap into the sound chip and, and, and use it to its full potential. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I know there's some, you know, as time's gone on, you look at like SMS Power, and you start going through some of the uh, the fan projects of music and stuff. I mean, shit, there's a lot more they could have done with that bass chip if the knowledge of computing was there too you know i mean let's you know it was all really new you know even for that time i mean it's interesting to hear the history of the intellivision like when i was checking out that ps1 disc on my polymega there's the uh the history of intellivision there with guys and you know, they're just hiring programmers off the street, you know, any any level of knowledge. And you figure Master System was right about that time anyways, or shortly after. And so all that stuff would have been new, you know, and uh, everybody was jumping on to Nintendo. And I don't know, man. It's an interesting concept yeah. that, you know, what people can do with it now with the more knowledge of coding you know, because yeah. I mean, obviously, the sounds of the old retro games was all code in general, you know, because mm -hmm. like it was really cool. Like I just seen something the other or was watching something earlier about like the space probes, 
you know, NASA making noise out of signals. You know, mm. that's what the chips are for the old gaming, you know. Yeah. yeah signals yeah. to make noise. And uh, it's a real, it would it would have took a lot to wrap your brain around, I'm sure. You know, I, I, I even have a couple, I bought a uh, software from this guy in Europe where you can make your own 8-bit music uh, for Master System, but I could never figure it out because, you know, <laughs> I can do graphic design, but I just can't wrap my head around that, that coding for that, you know, without somebody sitting me down and training me, and I don't know what it is I'm missing. It may be really cool to mess around with, but... Yeah. And I messed around with it. It was hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I have a lot of respect for anybody who codes because uh, I'm like I'm I'm a noob with that. I I, I used to code a little bit, but uh, I never really got too deep into that. And uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, these days you got tools to help you. You know, back in the '90s, is you were more like uh, you know trying to make everything from scratch. But uh, um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's it's almost uh, like voodoo to me. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's hard, man. Black black magic. Yeah. Yeah, black magic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, I used to code in uh, you know Pascal and C and uh, Fortran and stuff like that, but. Uh, yeah, thank God I don't do it anymore because that was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and that was the thing is like when I went to school, I have no idea why they didn't teach us more. Like they made basic, uh, basic. Like we had yeah, to take basic. one level of basic yeah, for, basic for coding for yeah. the graphic design degree, making websites because we used uh, Flash. Yeah. You know, Flash was like Java based and... It wasn't hard, you know, it wasn't too bad. You could do some interesting stuff with it. And uh, to really break it down, you had to integrate your Flash code to make your assets and then dump it into Dreamweaver. Yeah, know, Dreamweaver. Or build it all in Dreamweaver. And that was like the beginning. And I have no idea why they didn't teach us on the, the coding. I feel like that robbed me when it come to like education for the future is like, okay, you guys sent me through college, you know, charge me, you know, 30 grand for a graphic design degree with web and, and traditional arts, you know, photography. And, you know, I looked at it more like that's when I got into the video stuff and they didn't teach us code. And I look at that now and it just irritates the shit out of me. You know, it's like, and I would love to sit down and learn it, but, I just, it gives me anxiety, you know, to even think like, man, I need to fucking sit there and be able to buckle down and not think about anything else in life going on, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, that, that's that, that's a lot of work. Yeah, no, you, you just mentioned Dreamweaver. Uh, I used to play with that all the time. I, I used to make websites for, for, you know, for little companies and stuff like that uh, back in the 90s. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's so much... So much work. Uh, again, well, maybe these. Yeah. I mean, dude, we did it. They showed us how to do it in Photoshop. You could make mm -hmm. a fucking website out of Photoshop, you know? Yeah. 
yeah. with just links and then you would attach the links to like a, a graphic you know and like those were fun but god you look at the the easy days of web design versus what they are now and it's all hyper you know really deep code or or like probably basic uh code assets already pretty strong you know i mean that's how it is too a lot of these guys went in wrote these pre-strung assets and like yeah when it comes to me like if i was to make a website for you know promoting myself or something i'd want something custom you know not the average yeah. uh, code strings yeah. but then again i mean some of those uh some of those adobe programs are pretty cool though too like spark and stuff where it is all pre easily you know working with you know like uh Put it all in there you got your assets use the spark to put it all together i mean then again that makes sense because it makes it easy to translate for mobile and you know desktop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. indeed 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 um so i think uh it's already been two hours and a half i don't know how, how much longer you guys want to continue this uh but uh we've had quite a Quite a few good topics here. Uh, we talked about, uh, well, your channel. So you have um, a Twitch channel, a YouTube channel. They're in the link in the description here. Uh, they will also be mentioned in the podcast uh, in, the, in the description. We talked about Bayonetta 3, the Genesis Mini 2, uh, your favorite games, uh, the the one that shall, shall not be named Amico. <laughs> <laughs> what a grading. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, so do you guys have any anything else you wanted to talk about today? Um, did you want to talk about whether or not it's appropriate for The Last of Us 2? Or sorry, oh, yeah. Last of Us remake to be full retail? What it looks to be. I yeah. mean, it looks like they, it looks like they did do a, a, an overhaul on the game, but should it should it have been a budget release? Do you think it what they've done in terms of enhancements? You know, does that does that warrant a full retail for the PS Five? Yeah, no. For me, it uh, for for me does not. And, and this is the same problem with uh, uh, Zelda Skyward Sword um, that I loved the HD remake. My remake kind of uh, remaster, whatever it's called. Um, it, it, when the game has already been done and you're just touching the graphics, you don't have to, to, to think about anything. You just have some designers work on it. There is no reason, in my opinion, to sell it $70. Uh, and here you have less content. You don't have the multiplayer like you had at the time. Uh, you have... Um, so it's not as 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 full as it was at the time, and and so the 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 thing is, if you accept that, the, the the companies they want to make as much profit as they can with as little money spent as possible, so they want to have the, the biggest margin that they can, and now they're used to be to to have such huge margin, and we're okay with it, that they're always trying to scrape more and more and more out of us. And I think that, uh, you know, if you really, 
if you never played the last of us that's your first time fine spend your 70 dollars that's all good me i've already played it and i don't understand why i have to be excited about that release and excited about paying again 70 dollars for uh for better graphics i i don't personally so i don't know uh what you guys and if you disagree with me that's fine by the way uh i don't know what your thoughts are on that uh do you yeah. want to go first yeah. cam or oh i just i own the game and i beat it and i think it still looks incredible to this day oh, even on the ps3 yeah it's hard to believe that's a ps3 game when you look at it it could have been a ps4 game when you look at it so the game was released on ps4 and it was enhanced at least as far as the resolution is concerned i'm sure you could pick up a copy of the last of us for the ps4 for next to nothing you'd be yeah. further ahead just to do that than to pick it up for the ps5 in my opinion i'm not going to pay full retail for something that looks kind of like the alan wake remaster where they You're sort right. of enhanced it with like an, they, like like marceau said it's almost like they took an airbrush and they touched it up yeah it's not like there was a, it's not like it's a full-blown remake it clearly was the same game. They just sort of went in there and fucking spruced it up. But I, I'm sure if I played it or if Marceau played it, we probably would barely even be able to tell the difference in some ways. Yeah. I've seen what they did to the game. And in some ways, they didn't exactly make it better. They they, they changed the models, the, the look of the characters a little bit. And I don't like it when they fuck around with the original assets. I can't say they did that with Alan Wake. And that pissed me off, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But same, and I want to add on that, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, whether we like it or not, because they changed some of the lore. But at least that is a full remake. The game is not the oh, same at all. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Know? That and was a, yeah. Yeah, but I personally preferred the original. I think, um, but at least that is, I understand that that the, the price tag there. But for the Last of Us, it's the same game. Okay, the graphics are different, but uh, barely different. Yeah, somewhat different. And and when you look at Ellie, for me she looks worse. She looks like she has a a twelve year old body and a, a twenty year old face on on it. You know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, uh, so and 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 you ask you being asked to pay not even sixty but seventy dollars and you don't have any multiplayer on there. I, I think personally the companies are being so greedy these days and uh, and it's the same for everybody. It's the same for PlayStation in my opinion. It's the same for Nintendo. It's the same for Xbox. When, Nintendo's when the worst. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're there. Yeah. Uh, so. Or when they re-release this. Yeah. With the the Last of Us yeah. as well, uh, to add on that um yeah the ps3 version is amazing um i felt the like whatever they did for sure with the ps4 version i'm not really sure wasn't it just a, a frame rate boost wasn't it? yeah or, yeah 60 and, frames per second 4k yeah did they enhance the resolution yeah and i feel like they should have just left it i mean i'm not gonna buy this uh version I didn't like, uh, I can see some of the realism that they did add to it, uh, versus the other one, but damn, it's like, 
there's a there was enough realism in the first one you don't need to try to sell it to me again you know unless they're gonna try to they haven't shown the enemies that I've seen in screenshots yet, so I, I want to see more of that. Because, I mean, one thing I will say with the processing power of the new console is the light and darks with the ray tracing. That might make a pretty interesting difference when it comes to, like, some of the underwater scenes and stuff. Or, you know, the, the water areas and yeah. uh, the use of, like, glass reflection and stuff volumetric I mean, lighting <laughs> yeah i mean that might add like i have ps5 dude and like those ray tracing stuff is like it is good you know yeah i've um, seen it in cyberpunk too yeah and like i mean it might it might be all right but i'm not gonna spend 70 i'm gonna wait on it like the one game that really has me inter interested is to why it's still like that is uh, a full price game is that returnal you know, that game oh, is extremely yeah. hard. I mean, it looks awesome as hell, but that game is so hard, dude. I mean, I can't I can't beat it, you know. The Dark Souls. I, I, mm -hmm. I unlock stuff with the monolith thing where you drop the, uh, the uh, shit, I don't know what they call it. Anyways, you collect so many of them per play, and you actually get to keep them when you, when you die on your run. You get to keep those. Well, you give them to that monolith. That monolith thing will give you something every run uh that'll unlock permanent but it seems like it's not giving me anything to give me enough boost to get past where i need to get past like i'll make it to the boss of i don't know if it's the third or fourth world but anyways it's it's just ridiculously tough you know and they yeah. still want 70 bucks for that game i feel like that game they should have discounted by now yeah it's it's really crazy uh it's ridiculous and uh but the, the problem is we all accept that we all accept the microtransactions we accept well we didn't accept the nfts but i i was afraid we would, we would. uh you know like i'm playing diablo <laughs> right now i'm playing diablo immortal on my phone uh, i will be honest with you i'm not going to spend one dollar on it don't worry about it <laughs> no i just want to see when i'm going to hit the paywall because i'm very curious I want to see if I'm going to be able to finish the campaign because apparently uh, Dreamcast guy was saying, yeah, I finished it, no problem. And then I heard some other players from Diablo Immortal, they were saying it's almost impossible to finish the campaign unless you have certain classes and uh, you really like try for days on end. So I'm just curious to see uh, when I'm going to hit the paywall because it's 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 ridiculous it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing how we are uh, just uh as a society just letting it happen you know uh, except in belgium and the netherlands where microtransactions are forbidden uh, i hear some rumors that the european uh union might ban it all across the union, which would be <laughs> huge. Uh, and then things might change. But unless I think unless governments get involved, if we didn't have governments to set to, to set the uh, some some guidelines on these things, like as a, as a society, I think we would just get eaten by those corporations and we would just like be like a frog 
in a in a in boiling water you know just getting boiled just alive it, you know yeah you're just not realize, realizing it you know because i i honestly feel like if gaming ever goes to that full extent i'll just be done you know i'll yeah. just i'm glad that i have my retro stuff my physical i mean i do exactly. not like hearing about the uh closure of xbox stuff like that game like omega 5 it's like so that experience is now yeah. gone forever you know it had great music interesting graphics yeah. you know it's like yeah it's a sad it's a sad state to see stuff like that disappear it's like letting art disappear yet yeah. you know you got the people throwing uh amazing stories up of like oh we found a van go through x-ray you know so they're able to find history and still yeah. see history and who knows what that picture was all about? Was it about entertainment? Was it about one man's wild thoughts on turpentine? Who knows? You know, but it's like, okay, so we're just going to make these decisions and say, hey, these people spent countless hours making this game, you know, with some interesting, unique aspects on, like, let's say, atmosphere or a pond as you're flying through this shooter, and it's just gone to the cracks because we don't want it to be there no more. You know, it's yeah. like, well, what about everybody that paid for that? You know, this whole, the digital assets going away is bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah, bullshit. Yeah. And everybody needs to like stand up for your purchase. That that was my money. Yeah. You know, that was my money. I put on that. I don't care. It was like, uh, like I, I watched the video at rich did about it. It was interesting. Call it a fucking rental. Don't say yeah. you own it. Absolutely, yeah. I watched that video too. Uh, Review Tech USA. He's got some good points. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, he he's good. Sometimes I disagree with him, but most of the time he he's on point for these things. Uh, for that, yeah. I mean, call it a rental. Don't be don't be bullshitting us anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and don't try to hide it through the uh, legal agreement because that's what they do. Just say this is a rental that will guarantee you. You know five to ten years of play and after that you know it's subject to removal yeah put it yeah. straight up in the fine fine print you know yeah don't, don't even get me started on game pass either rental <laughs> service <laughs> yeah yeah but at, at hey. least there you know it's a rental service because the the, the problem is uh, the bigger issue in my opinion is when you buy something and it's supposed you're supposed to own it that they all tell you oh you own it if you buy it but then the servers go down like google, like google stadia too yeah <laughs> people are spending 70 dollars on games on google stadia at some point these server these servers will go down google is not going to oh, that. Yeah. in 2030 these these servers will not be up when these when these servers would go obsolete they will they will just shut them down they will not replace them it's guaranteed well when the servers go down for something like this too yeah and let's say 20 years from now you want to play this and you put it on you're going to yeah. be playing it without any updates yeah <laughs> it's going to be fun <laughs> yeah. well, unless somebody uh de-writes the code and finds the patch code and then releases the patch code <laughs> yeah well, yeah. I mean, you heard about the Sega Channel project that guy's doing, right? Yeah. Uh, Billy Billy Time? Man, yeah. like, I got some of his downloads, and I got him to work on my uh, um, Retro Freak. And it's cool. I mean, it takes you right back to 
almost the original experience. I mean, it, minus some of the messages and stuff. And like every month they'd have different themes. And he's been releasing it on a month-by-month -month basis. And it might have a different uh, uh, splash page uh, music soundtrack with that different theme. Like the one for, like let's say, March. You know, it'll have the uh, Sega guy with a hat on, like a leprechaun, and shamrocks, and it'll have a different music, and then Valentine's Day, it'll have a different theme, and, you know, every month just kind of themed if there was a holiday in it, and uh, he's re recreating those experiences, and uh, I've been in talks with him a little bit, and I'm hoping that he will be able to figure out a way to get them on carts so you could buy them per month. I'd buy the entire year's worth of them, you know? And then I think over the course of the years, too, the themes changed. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's got something cool going on there for sure. Um, and, like, if you didn't know, the original music for all that uh, Sega Channel stuff is done by the guys that did uh, Toe Jam and Earl, you know? Yeah. The guys that did the music for that game did the yeah. music uh, tracks. Not all of them, but a good majority of them for the uh, Sega Channel. So yeah, yeah, it's a cool project, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the things I, li I like to follow. Uh, there's some really cool projects like that all around Sega um, IPs. Like also, we, of course, for the, the, the Sonic community, uh, we got Son uh, Sonic and the, the Fallen Star recently. Great game, arguably as good as Sonic Mania. And it's, just, and it's made by, by a small team. It's not getting paid for it. You know, uh, you have so so many good uh, good things that nobody or not enough people are talking about out there. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like uh, our friend here, like Patat in the chat. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely, uh, we need to check that out. Uh, Sega Channel was. Indeed, amazing. I mean, I've, I've never, I never had it back in the day, but uh, yeah, it seems awesome. So I'll have to check that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, even the homebrew scene. I mean, dude, I, yeah. <laughs> I could talk to you guys for hours with stuff. I mean, I'm kind of into yeah. a whole lot of shit. Like when it comes to gaming, <laughs> like I'm into the homebrew scene. Like, uh, like I told you, I showed you that, like that. In television homebrew uh genesis homebrew yeah um uh i'm into the data disc record releases uh you know game music tracks i got a couple uh vhs tapes you know just i'd love to get some of the laser disc uh promos I mean, those things are freaking ridiculously expensive i just can't get myself to do it yet but you know, I got laser active, you know, I'm into, I think it's cool to see all the modding of the systems. The laser active now has modding options, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. I follow a lot of different aspects of just like the whole, the whole gaming thing, retro gaming. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just yeah. fun to me. And like, I, I, I like to cut it off at like PlayStation back, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the same for me as well, and uh, and like you said, with the, with all these, uh, uh, with how it's turning with modern gaming and all these microtransactions and all that, we go back to. I, I see myself going back to retro gaming more and more, day after day, 
because every day that, that goes by, I'm more and more disgust, disgusted by the video game industry and the state it's in right now. Uh, and But we always have our retro games. They're always there for us. Um, I, I just I would like them to, to be all... Um, uh, in, in a safe place, you know, uh, how, how do you say that? Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, preserved. <laughs> um, and uh, and having good compilations of those games that are available. But even then, like if you see Sonic Origins, the state it's in, if it had had a physical release on day one, you know, it would be full of bugs and you have to wait you know, maybe I don't know how long they're gonna take to fix that, and then when it's fixed, you have to hope for a physical release. Then, but back in the day, when it released day one, it was the game as is. It was, you know, it was the game. There was no patches, nothing. So you can always go back to those, and you're never disappointed. You know. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Long live retro gaming in, uh, in in my case. Uh, so yeah. So I think uh, we we talked about what we wanted to talk about. Um, anything else you guys wanted to add for tonight? Good. Yeah. Yeah. We should do to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> Some night. Uh, I'm sure if you want to go come to um, uh, Canadian Gamers uh, stream, it's every Friday. Uh, we can uh, probably get you a spot and uh, back on here uh, as well. Uh, always welcome for sure. Uh, I just do it once a month, but. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. No, man, we, we should talk again, though, sometime, man. But, yeah. There's just so much stuff to yeah <laughs> talk about i mean it's right. good to get down into the meat and potatoes all these things and not just you know skim yeah. it for sure you yeah, know that's yeah. that's a good yeah. thing about these conversations like I, i'd love to get into like the homebrew stuff that's going on with all yeah. the different companies yeah. and like i wasn't i wasn't on board with it at first you know i'd seen years of talk of the homebrews and i wasn't on board and now i mean dude i've funded probably ah, shit i don't know uh probably about six or seven kickstarters now that are all retro game you know cartridges and a documentary for that uh toll plan you know uh, toll plans getting a documentary done um so yeah i mean there's it's just cool you know the the whole uh retro yep. kickstarters and actual like companies doing the the stuff in the background without a kickstarter like you got well neofid they got started by a kickstarter now they're doing it on their own yeah you know with demons asborg they got that other game coming out actually they did do a kickstarter for it though uh you got bitmap games i mean those guys are now you know i think wasn't xeno crisis a kickstarter Yes. Yeah. Okay. So after their Kickstarter, well, they've they're doing their own now. You know, like they got that PS4 game, <laughs> Final Vendetta. You know, Bitmap yeah. Bureau. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bitmap Bureau, and then uh, yeah, there's Neofid, and then there's the White White Tiger. 
Maybe, I don't know. They, they're doing a shmup called Irina. I haven't heard anything out of them lately, but they had to go overhaul some stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just so much, like, with the homebrew scene now. I mean, to me, I feel like it's legit when they do physical full projects on them because, to me, it feels like it could have been a real thing then, you know, as opposed to, oh, let's just throw a ROM out there. You know, when yeah. I see an actual physical product, then that really takes me back. Like, you know, the Intellivision stuff. I mean, yeah. there's about three three more that I'd love to get physical copies for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, because yeah. they integrate the sound. They integrate the, uh, the IntelliVoice into it. In yeah. which, that's a cool thing, you know, because they only did like five, six games on the Intellivision that used that IntelliVoice. And like... Now they're doing the homebrew games with the IntelliVoice included, and it's like, dude, that's badass, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like you could go off and talk about the uh, homebrew stuff for an hour and go over, you know, the entire library of stuff you've seen, and, you know, maybe we'll get a little camera <laughs> thing to share the screenshots or some gameplay, you know. That'd be pretty cool, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, I I try I try to um, to 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 experience as many homebrews as I can. Uh, mostly Sonic ones, but uh, also others on the Master System. There's so many of them. Uh, like the last one was uh, was looking at was Alex Kid Two. Uh, oh. They're selling the cartridge as well. And uh, did did you get the the physical copy of that? I I haven't yet, but I know the guy who's yeah. been doing them. And uh, I bought a few from them. I got uh, the Game Gear conversion to Master System games. I've gotten oh, yeah. like four or five of them from them now. I got the Shining Force yeah. uh, game that was translated. I've gotten the Fantasy Star Gaiden and Fantasy Star Adventure. I've gotten the Mickey uh, Legend of Illusion, I believe it is. Legend of Illusion. That was a Game Gear release, and it was also a Master System release in Brazil. But it's cool because it comes in the U.S. box art. You know, it's uh, converted over to, from the Master System to, or from the Game Gear to Master System cartridge. Uh, I got the Lunar Walking School, and then, um, shoot, that might be it. That might be what I got for now. But yeah, he's that guy's. He's awesome. Because he does full color manuals. Some of them it includes posters. Uh, he puts that sleeve in there that's like the uh, poster that came packed in the game. You know, like when it showed the Space Harrier guy. Yeah. He does, he does a little poster like that inside it. And then like some he offers like a full like, you know, let's say 15 by 30 or 40 poster as well with some of them so i mean that guy's legit i mean they're expensive but they're nice yeah retro retro gen look them up retro gen 5 or something like that on youtube and then he's got his uh link there to his ebay yeah i have to to check that out uh do, do send me that in the in dm by the way because i good on brews i'm always in for it i i love supporting these guys and uh oh we just lost uh, master welsh 
think his internet went down. Oh, there we, no, he's back. Uh, I, I clicked the wrong button. I was going to get the <laughs> link for you. And, uh, yeah. No problem. What did you think? Yeah, I thought your internet uh, went down or something. No. I, um, I'll i send you the link of the guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's awesome though. I mean, yeah. uh, and I'll show here uh, on the stream as well. Uh, maybe not today because uh, CG is going to uh, lose his voice again. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, we have uh, Lego Spatat saying, "I agree with that. You are wealth of in of information, uh, Master Welsh. Thank you." I, I completely agree with that. I was not expecting uh, such a deep knowledge. Uh, I, I knew you knew your stuff, but yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. I think that uh, I just kind of keep it a little on the back burner, and I don't think that some people take me serious because I am a goofball on streams. Like, I'm seriously a goofball. And I just like to have fun and joke around and bullshit and you know, like to see yeah. people's reactions, you know, in the <laughs> chat. That's what yeah. really gets me going on the, yeah. like Twitch yeah. or yeah. getting them fired up when they're streaming. You know, I'll just yeah. say something absurd and yeah. that's just me having fun. But I mean, from the serious aspect, I mean, I, I pay attention to a lot of this shit. You know, I'm as big a nerd as anybody out there. Uh, I... You know, I mean, honestly, for, like, the work I do, I do, like, uh, field work, you know. Uh, I've been uh, fighting f wildfires since I was, like, uh, 20 years old, you know. So I've been hmm. into wildland firefighting for, like, 20 nice. years. Uh, so, I mean, and I've tried to do other things in there, and that's just, like, me being in the middle of the woods with a bunch of other employees, you know, busting our asses, sweating, stinking doing hard work feeling grat gratif gratification making money you know being in the middle of the wilderness so like you get breaks from the phone and the internet and all that and like it's good you know and then you come back to society and you felt like you've been away for months you know or a while you know like this season there ain't been nothing for fires luckily i mean it's gonna pick up here but, I mean, getting those breaks away from it all, I mean, the break from the home, the break from all the monotonous cycles, I mean, it's it's really good for my mental health, too, but it's serious work, you know, but uh, that's what I do, you know, in the yeah. spare time, you know, I, I, I'm into computers and stuff, you know, and I'm looking at getting out of possibly, you know, I've been doing wildland fire for like 20 years and 20 seasons, you know, and I'm thinking about getting out of it and doing something else. And, you know, I want to maybe get into doing something on social media. You know, I love doing this kind of stuff. It's fun. You know, I like getting on Twitter. Uh, it's just, I know it takes a lot of work. You yeah. Know? yeah. And yeah. you got to have a studio right now. I don't have a studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh, mad respect because uh, no, the the wildland fires. Uh, I've seen that that, that movie there. Uh, I forgot the name of it uh, where they were showing the the wildland fires. Uh, man, what, what's the name of that movie? I went to find it. Only the brave, you mean? Yes, only, only the, the brave. brave yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. I was actually on a fire that year, and my job's changed uh, since then, too. Like, I do uh, engines now. I used to be on a hand crew like that, you know, uh, Type 2 IA, you know, uh, those are Type 1 IAs. But, you know, it's like any military group like there's the type one special forces but let's say you got like uh an elite infantry group you know yeah they all pretty much have the same training the other guys just get more of the action uh because of their classification but uh so anyways i was on a crew that was pretty much a you know a type two ia but uh we would go do hot shot stuff you know and uh anyways i was on that crew and we were going from one fire to another and we heard about that in our trucks going to another one we're just like holy shit you know and like that's that's part of the game man i mean when you're out there it's all you know to me i will see it one other way than like somebody who has never been out in the field doing that work i mean there's all kinds of different like base ethics built into the job itself you know from when you're not out on fire in which i've experienced the politics around that when you're not out on fire there's the politics when you're actually out on fire too it's a whole different game and you know when things happen you hear a different political aspect of stuff so i mean it's just a it's a tough job high risk political you know and uh it's really evolved too you know since i first started i mean shit it was like a great time when you went out there it seemed almost a little more fun like you know a little more quiet too because people weren't paying as much attention but now it's like really blown up and brought into the public eye and money's gotten tight and you know it's no longer that heyday well oh let's get those guys a good hot meal they're out in the field you know now it's like okay this is the budget you know i mean i was on a fire last summer they were serving us raw chicken you know and like it was just like as fast as they could get people through you know they didn't care about if it was home cooking or not you know it'll give them the calories and you know that's life you know i ain't bitching but it was a lot funner in the old days i can tell you that <laughs> and i mean when i say old guys i i hear guys that are like 10 20 years you know guys retiring you know talking about their old days getting fucking beer shuttled in and shit like that you know i mean yeah. you wouldn't see that now you know yeah yeah uh, yeah i guess yeah yeah, me, I don't know if I can call that the old days, the, the early 2000s, uh, probably not. But yeah, I, I did, uh, so I'm, I'm also a qualified firefighter for structural firefighter, but uh, yeah, no, the, the, the wild lands, no, I never, mm-hmm. I don't have training for that, but it's, it seems fascinating uh, and, and yeah. intense. So, um, yeah, I wish I would have went into structure when I was younger, but hey, man. You know, here I am. I yeah. love it. You know, yeah. But I, for sure, but military in my on my end. So I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I got uh, my hel- helicopter qualifications a couple years ago, and I'd like to end out on that note. Maybe you know, doing something on a helicopter. But oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm also like looking at like, man, maybe I just need to go do something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, I, I I was um when I was uh, a teenager, I wanted to fly Canadair and stuff like that. Uh, it was also one of my interests at the time, but I didn't know that uh, those who fly the Canadairs, 
they're uh, almost retired pilots at the end of their career. So <laughs> I was like, no, it's not going to go that way. Uh, I'm going to have to do something else first. And uh, the, the chat is having a blast here. Uh, I'm going to read a part of it. La Grosse Patate is saying, uh, oh, yeah, the bush is where it's at. <laughs> and it's saying, uh, I start wildfires. Damn. just want to see the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they're having a blast there. Very interesting. Do you believe in the Sasquatch? <laughs> you know, I do believe, yeah. Yeah? It, it, I think there's certain things that we don't see, you yeah. know. But then again, I mean, it's that true. just goes with, uh, you know, when you think about uh, what the eye can actually see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they say cats see things that we can't because of their ability to see different wavelengths of light. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that's my, getting crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I I like those kind of talks as well. I, I'm not like usually like if it's political conspiracy theories, I I don't care for them. But if it's um, I mean, there's some things that uh, you know the that yeah that people don't want to talk about, but might might be real. So uh, yeah, I don't get into that crap. Uh, yeah, I mean, even in my my it. yeah, in, even my previous jobs, I've seen things that you know I, I wouldn't want to talk here because people think I'm crazy. So I don't know. No, I you hear know. you. I hear you, man. Yep. You know. Uh, do you believe in Sasquatch, CG? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Here. I, I think it exists. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Maybe right. somewhere way out, way out, maybe in the Amazon or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my, one of my favorite YouTubers is called uh, Mr. 4K Upscaler. Uh, he's big into these things, uh, Sasquatch and uh, the Yeti and all these things. So who knows? I don't know. Uh it's good. I like those talks. I'm all about the conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, here it's, uh, you know, it's nothing political. So that's, that's what I like. I, I know uh, a couple of years ago, Elfinard posted a video on his YouTube channel and it blew up. But he was talking about a video. Someone else on YouTube had posted the video clip, right? And you can look it up, but it's like this wildcat that was filmed on video huge black cat like huge biggest cat you've ever seen in your life and it's running through the forest and it's like nobody's ever really documented that before you know like what what the hell is this like it's a cat that's like the size of a fucking hummer like it's <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah to see here yeah yeah i don't know there's some weird things going on in this world that that's for sure um so yeah, things that uh, if we if we talk about it, some people would would think we're crazy. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I uh, you know some of the natural resource work I've done too. I did uh, tracking out in the field with a scientist here. Uh, I was going over GIS. I got a degree in uh, GIS as well, and um, that's geographic information systems. You know, working with yeah. uh, ArcMap and and stuff. I can make maps from data plots and and shit. And, uh, anyways, we, we were doing a, a wildlife study and, uh, we were doing uh, mountain lions, you know, that was pretty cool. 
collar and darton the whole process and i'm featured briefly i shot some of the video for it too on a, a national geographic show called uh is it is it the american west now or something the american serengeti or something mm. but yeah uh tom Selleck narrates i can't even remember the name of it it was it was 10 years ago um but yeah so i i'm in a national geographic slot so i am a celebrity no i'm just kidding i'm <laughs> just kidding no uh in the you know in my years of like doing fire and stuff too i was on the front of a the local newspapers here a couple times one time uh boarding a jet because we were flying out to cali and then another time uh i was doing some work here and one of the local news crews was out there and it was funny because i'm bent over digging and all you see is my ass and pack and my helmet and that's what they put on the front of the newspaper (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just like wow okay (laughs) yeah yeah it would have been better uh yeah i might show you oh i can show slides um before another time i know how to do this because I know if I put the, my screen on, uh, CG will lose his voice. But uh, yeah, I would have shown you uh, when I was working as firefighter. Oh, um, I'll send you in DM later. We we still have those. It's not a troll. Those are um, accounts that come in chat for you know to sell their their products. Let's say. But uh, yeah. Green Sky is in Dakota. I go spot at the saying last week. And the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, yeah, the Georgia Guidestones blew up, I heard. This the CERN, Hadron, Collider, so much worse stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, know. The, the thing about the Hadron that, that scares me is, like, you know how they say things in Star Trek come true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, think of that very first Star Trek movie when they yeah. dropped that little red drop in the Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean uh, the the warp drive too uh is uh is come starting to get real uh, bit by bit, so yeah, we're uh, we're getting somewhere hopefully before this earth uh gets swallowed by the sun. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, man. You know that's nature. Yeah, that's nature. It's true. All right, guys. I'm gonna have to call it though. It's getting late here. Yeah. Yeah. Here too. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you guys. So yeah. Thank you for coming. Um, So again, guys, uh, please, uh, if you want to follow uh, on Master Welsh here. Uh, follow him on Twitch, and he's just created a YouTube channel, uh, brand new. So you might also want to uh, to check that out. The links are in the description. Uh, same for Canadian Gamer. Uh, links in the description as well. So thank you both uh, for being here today for the Canadian Gaming Podcast. Uh, and it was a great talk about uh, Master System and uh, well, actually, we went all across the board. I, I can't even <laughs> describe what we talked about. <laughs> it was everywhere, but uh, yeah, it was a great discussion. Uh, thank you all for coming, and uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekends. 
And uh, again, you're welcome whenever you want. Uh, just uh, shoot me a DM if you want to talk about something. I'm sure we can arrange that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming. I hope you guys have a great evening. Yep, yep you too. Nice, nice talking. Yep, thank nice you. meeting y'all. Thank See you. Later. Have a good night, guys. Uh, good night.